I am Thor, son of Odin. As long as there is life in my breast, I am running out of things to say. Great, another broken white boy for us to fix. That's my secret, Cat. I'm always angry. You took everything from me. I don't even know who you are. With great power comes great responsibility. I can do this all day. Wakanda forever! Welcome, Internet, to another episode of Views from the 616, the blackest MCU podcast in the multiverse, powered by For All Nerds, where we discuss everything in the MCU from the perspective of people of color. And I am one of your hosts, the Tatiana King, a.k.a. the coldest winter soldier ever, a.k.a. Baptin Ameriba. And as always, I am joined by my swagged out co-host. Yes, it's your boy, DJ Ben Amin, a.k.a. the Off-White Panther, the Power Toker, otherwise known as Sharon Carter. <laughs> Did I tell you? Mr. Did I tell you? You said it. I'm just going to cut it short. You know what I mean? We got a long show. It's a big episode. You know my AKAs. You know what you're watching. Yes. Huge episode. Shout out to the views from the 616 logo that Ben Amin is proudly rocking. You can get yours on your favorite t-shirt color uh, or mask or cup or mug or notebook or whatever <laughs> phone cover. Go to tpublic.com slash stores slash for all nerds to get yours. And we thank you for all of your support, everything you've all been doing. As Ben Amin said, this is a huge episode we have. We are talking through episode six, the finale episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, titled One World, One People. And let's get right into the basic plot. New Kaffler, new Sam Wilson. We are back with the finale review of the finale episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Which of our predictions came true? Maybe 92% of them. Were we wrong about anything? Maybe the remaining percentage? <laughs> what will happen next? Stay tuned, fan fam, as we break down one world, one people. So, Ben, I mean, we did. We made it to the end. This has been a six-week journey, and we appreciate everyone who's been listening, everyone who has been, as I mentioned before, has been supporting, that has subscribed, that has followed, that has left comments and ratings and Everything. Like, we appreciate you. I just want to make that abundantly clear that you are very important to us. We love you, the listeners, and we really, really, really love our fan fam. Shout outs to you. Ben, I mean, before we get through and talk about our themes of the episodes and all the other stuff, can you just give me your just overall thoughts, maybe about the season or about what you felt about this episode specifically? I thought it was a solid season. I've heard uh, a lot of rumors about. Um, some shortened plot lines due to COVID mm -hmm. and other circumstances. So that might have explained some of the some of the things that I did feel could have used a little beefing up. You know, I won't say mm. they were weak, but just could have used a little help. Yeah, um, I agree with you. And what about this finale episode? Like, how did you feel at the end? Did you think it was good? Hell yeah, yeah. You thought it was good? Okay, solid. Yeah, I mean, there were. I mean. <laughs> I chuckled, you know, a couple of times I, in parts where I don't think I, sh I was supposed to, you know, but I definitely did. Um, but yeah, I thought it was solid overall. There was definitely some 
hokiness. Yeah. And that's what I ended up, yeah. at least on the first watch, I watched it three times, but on the first watch, I I drilled in on a lot of the harkiness that, or, or what did you call it? What's the term you use? Hokey. Hokiness. Sorry, hokiness. I'm, I'm thinking about, about harkness, but the hokiness that reminded me of things that I saw at the WandaVision finale. There was a little, there were some fumbles Ooh. there, which were just, again, like, you know, it gave me some laughs that, like laughs that you weren't necessarily supposed to laugh at things, but... That being said, I still saw a lot of strength and a lot of things that that really made me happy to see. And like you said, overall, I thought it was a solid series. I thought it was generally, uh, if you just look at it from a whole world perspective, it was generally a solid story. Yes, there were areas where they could have absolutely developed certain characters, made, you know, have them simmer in the pot a bit longer. I, again, also don't know if it was just a matter of it's only six episodes, so you got to fit in a lot into there again i don't know whose decision it was for only six episodes and and perhaps that was just very strategic in nature so they can't show everything just by virtue of what time that they have and as we say keep always saying you never know what's really on the cutting room floor and there's reasons so Mm -hmm. overall i still had a good time this this last episode again I, i i found some issues with it there were some areas of it that felt forced and and as you said hokey uh, at the same time, there, there was just certain resolutions made that I did appreciate. So let's start from there. Yeah, let's start from there with, you know. Yeah. And let's get into the themes, themes of, of the, the episode. episode. And like yes, the first theme is always typically the title of the episode because it usually is the, the underlying thread through everything everyone says and does. This first theme is one world, one people. Mm. Now, from what I saw, based on the lead up until now, I feel the Flag Smashers have gone full Hydra. And as far as I know, you never go full Hydra. Except they were always full Hydra. Mm, so now, now, what made you think they were always full Hydra? Because like I said on a previous episode of Views from the 616, uh, the Flag Smashers actions this episode are just the symptoms of the disease that is the Flat Smashers. Mm. Their intent is, from the beginning, all the way wrong. We've been speaking about this whole idea of killmongering, where characters do outlandish things, and that lets you know they're the villain. And I saw right. this week people talking about this idea on Twitter. They weren't using killmongering because they weren't you know, fans of our show, unfortunately, as they should be. Um, but they were Not talking yet. about the same idea. It'll come. They are talking about the same idea, and... They said, you know, Marvel has this tendency to create characters where they will, you know, start off with righteous ideas and then finish with, let's time to go kill the civilians. But my problem is that's not actually what Marvel does. What Marvel does is start off with villains who are very charismatic and have terrible ideas. And because of their charisma, you ignore their terrible ideas. Carly says that she wants something like you were talking, me and you were talking about off air about how she wants something more akin to what Mama Donia, you know, bring people together. Maybe that was the initial intention. Like, just only because, again, I don't know when this Flash Masters was truly born. Was it born mm-hmm. under Mama Donia where they had a particular approach and initiative mm. and then it mutated once she- Carly took over? Is that what happened? Mm. Or did the Flash Masters really only exists with Carly. And, th- and that's where, because again, remember, they, they were all together as a family unit because of Mamadonia, but were they the quote-unquote Flash Masters at that point? 
I don't think so. I think the Flag Smashers came around more so when people could return from the blip. Because that's when they were like, oh, no, we can't have the world we had. Like, they weren't Flag Smashers when the blip was happening because they were just, you know, right. trying well, to survive. But once the, the blip happened, then they had to become the Flag I mean, yeah, the blip is them returning. Flag Smashers. To, yeah. Well, the reason why I ask is because, like, the way, the way when particularly when Sam first confronted her, he says, yo, that's not what Mama Donia would have wanted. So that's why I'm just thinking, like, yo, was there such a movement prior that mm. had more specific approach uh, a plan, as you would call it, and and more um, reasonable goals. Mm. And then again, like I said, as Carly started taking up to power and things started going the way she didn't like, then it mutated kind of out of control. And now is the whole uh, one world, one people. Like that's when they when they started doing that, I said, but, hold the, hold the, wait a minute. That's not what we signed up for. But they were doing that from the first episode. They just weren't whispering it like Hydra. They, you and know, they make it, they, they make it obvious when they start to whisper, because then you make sure. the Hydra connection. However, I, I still sit, I still really uh, uh, subscribe that it mutated because you can claim that it was about whispers, but no, it's more than that. Like one world, one people. If if that was Mama Donia's initial hey, intention, no, and then <laughs> if that was her initial intention <laughs> and initial movement, that is a different connotation than the Hell Hydra type of movement. That's just different. Hey, Mama Donia, let me ask you. Um, no, it is a little bit different, but at the same time, like it, it wasn't. I don't think it's the the, whisper, the fact that they whisper versus not whisper. It really did mean something different at one point, and that yes. happens with a lot of movements where it mm-hmm. did mean something different at one point, and then the wrong element comes in and twists it. Carly is the wrong element. Mama Donia <laughs> probably had the right idea. You know, teach people, reach people, do that, help the world around you, change the world. Carly wants drastic things to happen. Like, Carly says, I want the world to go back how it was. And that means killing a lot of people. So when she says that in the first or second episode, the path is already set. The problem is already there. Does it mean killing people? Yes, because you can't go back to what she, what this young, impressionable woman grew up on was a world without half of the people in it. You know, for five years, there was half of the people in the world. Well, then that's an argument about politics because... That world could be provided Achieved now. Had, yes, had, that world could be blowing provided. up people. No, let me be clear. I'm not talking. <laughs> I'm not talking about literally half yeah. the people being gone. Like she, yeah. at least in the beginning, she meant the ideals mm-hmm. of how the world was, meaning the no bo- the no borders. Really, meaning yes. the community, the the way people help mm-hmm. each other, the way, as I mentioned, who knows during the blip, maybe some dictator got blipped away, and that helped people. Mm come together that help people have more freedoms that was the initial intent and that that's what i truly believe was the initial intent of this approach of this movement and then that's why i'm like i don't agree with the idea like oh well then it means everyone had to die or half of you had to die. no again there are elements there but it's like does everyone have to die for that to be the case well like not everyone but half like i i well, like Carly said, like, you know, we have here in the notes is that Carly said, I didn't mean to kill your friend. And I don't want to hurt people that don't matter. Okay. But, which... but Carly was doing the Rick James this episode. You know, last episode <laughs> it was Falcon. You know, cocaine is a hell of a drug. One well, moment, she said, F I'm your sa- couch. F your couch at this point. Yeah. Like... I, I, I didn't step on his couch. And then, you know, five seconds later, yeah. cocaine is a hell of a drug. Yeah, like, yeah. I, 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 yeah just... hell yeah, I stepped on his couch. That line Carl... bothered me. 
But that, well, let me say, show you how it bothers you even worse. I don't want to hurt people that don't matter. Five seconds later, kill these hostages. You know, like that. Well, they matter to her. She thinks the GRC are the 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 yes key to everything. As it's already been shown, these are just cogs in the system, and yeah. you killing the cogs is not going to change the because she does treat them as expendable. Yes, and it, they're so just, what, they'll which just one be replaced is by they'll just be replaced by other people. Right, but. I do believe that their expendability is in relation to the fact that they're important. Like, if she just kills some random on the street, it wouldn't change anything. If she ends up, and it, as to her, in her mind, if she ends up killing a GRC member, well, they can't have the vote, and this can't happen, and that can happen. So <laughs> they can put some other. But in real life, it's a very juvenile thought process yeah, because it's, it's like... not. It's not like you're not thinking it all the way through. Yeah, because five days later, there'll be some new GRC members to replace the ones you murked. And, and somebody take else, the right? So yeah. I, again, like, like, but, but, but the reason why that line, those lines, bother me about I don't want her people to matter because, again, mutation of what the initial intent really was. Not too long ago, she would have been one of those people that don't matter under her new worldview. So mm. how? So for so that's when I'm like, that's where the the villainous change comes in because it's like, what is your what is your thought process to say something like that? Like, she said it as if she was doing in a favor. Like, I ain't mean to kill your nigga. Like, you know, he just, he just jumped. He just caught a stray. Like, that's literally what Carly <laughs> said. And I'm just like, what? But, okay, people keep ignoring something that happened in that fight. And it bugs me out, right? Because people are so sad about Mr. Nico to this day, right? Oh, my God, John. He Nico was help us on and for then, everybody. And, and then I'm going to come at you because of how what you called and the word we use, but that's later down the line. But I'm going to come what? at you what you the word you used for it to express who Nico and the Flag Smashers were. You, you talked about terrorists. We'll talk about that later, but continue. Yeah, and they are. I mean. Oh, okay. We'll talk about I'm, that later. Yeah, and I know I know exactly where you're going to try and go yeah. with that. But I, I, I get that too. But point being, let's say your parents were one of the GRC members. Okay. How do you view them? You know, someone asked me this question about Bucky and me coming down so hard on Bucky and mm-hmm. why I say he's a murderer. And I'm like, imagine if you're Yori. Imagine if you're Tony Stark. Imagine if you're the countless other people Bucky has murked throughout okay. this time. Well, let's let's put to put an even closer example. And man's out here how, just hitting how, on young women and stuff, you know, have living his life. You see how Wanda done. felt as a kid growing up, how she felt about Tony Stark. And, and she that's, ended up working with him. But remember, Tony Stark was responsible for her parents dying. And Tony Stark has had a long redeeming art throughout the, you know, yes, he is, in, in a way. That's I what mean, I said, essentially. Like, he didn't li- yeah. physically go there and, and slit their throat. Not but like that was Bucky, his bomb. <laughs> who went and directly, you know, did yes. dirt on Tony Stark's but parents. But he was brainwashed, Ben. But, My thing is, like, I, I, I wait, hear you. Wait, let me, let me, I know, let, no, no, because people keep, okay, all right, now, now this should be a much longer conversation, so I'm going to keep this very short right here, right? Gotcha. People uh, keep coming at me this week about me talking about this, and they say I am conflating brainwashing with uh, military into, indoctrination. indoctrination. And what I want to let people understand is kind of never once was I doing, was I conflating, and I really do dislike arguing semantics with people but to break it down the american philosophy of a democratic system of capitalism disguised under a democratic system of which is really yet another disguise for imperialism Mm -hmm. and for the things that america has been doing for the last 500 or so years 
is right there is indoctrination because you have to be indoctrinated into the system to believe it works, to believe that capitalism is a good thing, that, oh, if you if I just work hard, I can achieve anything. You know, that's all indoctrination. That's one step of it. Then the second step of it is is actually entering the military, which Bucky, as someone informed me, was uh, drafted, right? So Bucky right. didn't even and have a choice. And that was a different choice. time when and he came Bucky, through. I, no, I, I don't. No, I don't come for that. All right. This is now World War II. We have already seen World War One, the Great War, as they said, where massive amounts. And before that, America has been at war for like, you know, uh, what, but all but eight years or something of its history. So you have constantly seen. So when people say it's a different time, no, people have constantly in this uh, world in America seen their children go off to war and not come back or come back different people. Okay, and, that's fair. And, and and beyond that, the American military is over a hundred years old at this time, right? As far as I'm, I'm not, you know, I mean they're pushing it. They've been doing this for a long time at this time. But beyond that, to lay on top of that, we are in the MCU where you have a Captain America. So, like, when people talk about what is John Walker and all these things, you have to imagine where he comes from. He probably comes from a, you know, four or five long generations of army people, you know, where your great-grandfather was serving, you know, and everybody was proud to do it along the way. So, that is, you are born into it. You know, you got to serve just like everybody else down the line did, right? Of course you are. And then beyond that, here is Steve Rogers, the greatest human being the super soldier returned to life, a damn near b- biblical figure being mm-hmm. used as military propaganda in this Correct. universe. Yeah. So it is that alone is brainwashing. Yes, Bucky is mind controlled. But, you know, it's like don't act like these aren't. Related. Related and very close in nature. Especially when you start talking about what the military, even in our society right now and the world we live in, that is damn near brainwashing. It is not some, you know, people just say, oh, indoctrination. Dog, like like I tell people, I've been to prison and the amount of time I spent in prison was like 11 months, something like that. And one of my best friends when I came home was like, yo, I'm so glad you got up out of there because you will be um, institutionalized. Yeah. Which is. And I had to shake it off when I came home. There were certain habits and things I did that I was just used to doing. Right. I, you know, I, I think your opinion and your point on this is absolutely valid. And I agree with, with almost everything you're saying. I, really, the part, and maybe it's just the terms people are using, the part that I think that really needs to focus on is why mm-hmm. people are getting at you is because Bucky didn't have a choice. Like, forget why he's a military person. Forget this and forget that. Bucky the, has The a- truth is you can't. And in that one respect, you can't put him and John in that same box because when Bucky was winning soldier, he had no choice. But see, that's what people keep missing my point. I'm not talking about what Bucky did in those series. I talk about that when I asked you, how does it feel for Tony Stark? Tony Stark ain't going to give a fuck. You know what I mean? That's still his parents. You know? Yuri. And that's what I'm saying. I'm judging him by his actions in this series. Bucky's been an asshole. You know what I mean? He, I, he, I would disagree with you about the asshole part. There's some asshole stuff happening, but again... <laughs> okay, all right. Well, okay, but that's... Okay, like, let's say not an asshole. Like, not constantly, but, <laughs> like, the stuff with Yuri is wild, and I feel like it does I agree even, that's wild. Even in the I end of this... Much. Yeah, in this episode, it does not give it enough time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, he mm-hmm. comes in, he's, oh, up, oh, up, oh, oh, all right, he's out, you know, then he's looking at him, Shorty's looking at him, and she's kind of like, ah, it's all right, Bucky. 
you ruined this man's life twice, but you know, you're a superstar guy. There, there are some problematics there. <laughs> with an S. Absolutely. And then I'm all playing there. with Sarah's kids and shit. Yeah. You know, hey. Right. But, but I do think that's everybody important. loves me. I do think that's important that you do communicate clearly your stance on this because I, and again, this is everyone listening. I'm also saying this as well. I, I also think that people are maybe misconstrued some of Ben's approach and the point. And I just think yes. it's really important to like really listen. And then if something doesn't sound right, or you're not clear, like do what I do, which is ask the question yeah. and then be like, okay. Like I, I think just jump into the conclusion. Like even I sometimes do it, but then I go, wait a minute, <laughs> give me some clarity yeah. about what you mean. Yes. And then if you, yeah. if you clarify and it's still the same bullshit, I'm gonna call you out on it. Yeah, but I like I said, Bucky is not an asshole, but That's it's really like, ridiculous how, how, <laughs> how, how light he gets let off in the series. Yeah, and then and how much people love him. You know what I mean? It's like But you also love him because this is a character we've learned to uh, learn to uh, excuse me, grown to learn over the course of ten plus years. This is also a character where we see he's gone through so much pain. This is a character that now has direct correlation with the Dora Malache and uh Malaje and Wakanda. We love those people. We love that place. We love everything that stands for it. My thing is, it's sometimes it's all about what is around this person, yeah. right? Like by association, and also at the end of the day, regardless of all of the this, like you can yes, on paper you can say he's this imperialistic scum, blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, he <laughs> did not buggy. have a choice. No, at the end of the day, he was Winter Soldier, not by choice. And that's what people are keep arguing with you about. It's so much stuff that happened that was not by his hand. He did not have a choice. You saw how he was crying when he was in that space in the fire with Io and, and she was saying them words. You saw how that hit him. And that's why people love him. And then after that, he went and made up with this dude. So, you know, it, it, well, we don't know if he made up. We just know that he. Told no, 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 no. After that is when he went and made a friendship. After he was oh, crying, that, yeah, yeah, he went that, and made a friendship with Yori and played this man out for you know weeks yo. and months. And we're gonna get to that, but let's go on to the next <laughs> theme. The next theme is the Black Falcon or Captain America, depending on what side of this <laughs> this this thought process you're on. And I'll explain. And, and, and this was actually said with a very kind of corny, but also funny series of lines that happened. Um, it, and to me, it was like a PBS special moment. But after, mm. <laughs> after Sam <laughs> does what he does <laughs> and saves the day with, the, with stopping the, the, the transport van from, from falling down, all the black people, somehow all the black people or like five black people in the city were right there. The older black man says... That's it's a lot black of black people. Hell up. It's a lot of black people in it the was city. Like, I was it, joking. It was joking. I know. I know. It ain't got to be says, just... He says, but all of a sudden, every, every last black person that's on the scenes right there. All okay. The... <laughs> like, okay. But anyway. All the, the witty old, black people are right all there. All the witty black what, people. But yeah. well, you know how we do, Black Twitter got to be on the front line. So yeah. We got to live tweet that. Yeah. Uh, the older black man says, that's the black falcon. And then the somewhat younger... <laughs> Someone younger black man says, nah, that's Captain America. It was the pause. It was the, it, it, it was, it nah. Was, and perhaps it was just the way it was enunciated. It, it just, <laughs> it, it was, it, it gave me corny. It was the pause for me to, nah. I, I, and the thing is, I also, I'm, Captain I'm, America. I'm also not a, a kid who may really appreciate a line like that. Like that might be a really empowering line for some, some, some people or even younger people. So. I, I get it that that could have been really mm -hmm. powerful for some. So I'm not going to knock that. For me, no. personally, it was a little like, okay. But, 
<laughs> but the reason why I mentioned that is because it just reminds me of that I, the understanding of like black people will call you the black whatever. Nah. Yeah. Like, but, it's, yeah. but black people will call you like the black Bill Gates or the black Steve Jobs or whatever. They'll call you that from now until whatever, regardless of what you say. And is it really that bad? Yes. But also, yes, it's that bad. And, I, and, and I'm saying that there's this dichotomy that, oh, that's not, it's not really that bad because it, be, it could be powerful. But also on the other case, it's like, well, you're also othering the person. Case in point that we said in a few episodes back, like, and this is this is a complex thought because obviously not every not especially black people we're not a monolith we don't all think alike. The complexity of this is that point of view of whether you don't or want that the term black as a modifier. Like, do you want to be known as a black doctor or a doctor? Like, there's power in saying that you are a black doctor, right? Particularly when you and, and I feel like the power comes in where it's spaces where we were. Knocked, uh, locked out of, whereas spaces where we were marginalized, there seems to be power in that. But also, there is a sense of othering when you do that. I gave the other example of cosplayers, where it's a big problem. Where, for example, if you cosplay as Naruto, and you you not you haven't done nothing different, you literally just have on all Naruto's regalia, and someone says, "Oh, there goes Black Naruto," and it's like, "No, I'm I'm just Naruto." Or, or you a black girl doing Sailor Moon? There's Black Sailor Moon. There's Black Serena, and it's just like there's Black Usagi, and it's like, "Nah, bro, I'm just cosplaying." Like, I don't want to be othered, but there, but there is the other side of the coin, which is to me is also a valid approach, a valid point of view. It's just like, but what's also what's wrong with that? My problem is with that is I just had to Google my man Jerry Lawson just to remember his name, the black inventor of the video game cartridge. Mm, right, right. The American now, we engineer. don't call him a black inventor, but also No, but what I'm saying is no, would. no, that's no. Why, why don't they call the white, you know, why isn't Bill Gates the white Jerry Lawson? You know, or right. when or when somebody black does something in engineering, why you got to be the white Bill Gates? Why can't you be, you know, yeah. The the black, you know, black, oh you doing like yeah, you doing like Jerry Lawson, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that, that and that again, that just feeds into what I'm saying about the the whole concept of othering and also the concept of the fact that we're coming to these spaces where we may have even done it first. Hell, 8 times out of 10, we did do it first, but we weren't given our recognition. However, when you live in a society where you're marginalized, you're erased amongst other things, then you are seen as the the second person to do this number 1, and then that's why that modifier shows up. Yep. Black Captain America. Right. Now, again, I found that hilarious that they kept calling him Black Falcon over and over again, regardless of what Sam had said. They said, okay, nigga, like, you understand that, like, it happens in our families all the time where you'd be like, no, I do this or I'm that. And they go, okay. Like, like yeah. you know, they said, they say, oh, I'm a, um, what'd you say? Well, I'm a, um, a, a building engineer or something like that. They're like, nah, nigga, you're a janitor. Like, like, they don't care about the honorifics of it, but it's also like, I think it's important to care. It's just mm -hmm. a complex conversation to have. Definitely. And it's also a conversation that we have, like you said, within our own families. And this is one of the things where you were seeing people talk as black people talk, but in a public setting, you know, like, because yes. those two black people next to each other would have that conversation Th in that some circumstances. That conversation was real. Yes. Yeah. I will it might have been a bit hokey for us. But I, I don't think it would have been said like that. Maybe, but, it, but, in, in, but very close, you know, in close, some yes. way, you know, it would have been yes. like, look at Black Ass Falcon, you know, <laughs> that that's all that was left out, the ass, you know, if you'd had that Black Ass Falcon, it would have been, 
Nah, that's Captain. You know, no, nah, that's Captain America. Well, no, you know? they, they would that's never. That's Captain America. You know, America. Thanks, thank you, know, you, Malcolm it, Spellman, or whoever else helped write this, because I would be kind of irritated if they did do something that literal. Because then it's just like, okay, black exploitation. Like now, it sounds like black a black ass Falcon. You no, I mean black ass for for some character, some some random character on the sideline. That's black ass Falcon. Like, come on, Ben. That's but see, that, that goes to another thing I saw this weekend, or I've been seeing recently when people have talked about hip hop. And even not even hip hop, but like Urkel, right? Other things. And this idea of cooning all the time, right? Where it's like, and they were were talking about Shot G, rest in peace. And oh my God, I can't even throw that. I'll be here all day. I know. But they were talking about Humpty Hump and how he got trapped in that. And people kept wanting him to do the Humpty Hump and how that's cooning. But my issue is that black people are by nature a very expressive, a very creative in i mean every type of way you know and we don't hold things in so to me it's not cooning one like let's take a situation like urkel you know urkel at the time now he's problematic in ways when we look back at it but at the time that he was just like most sitcom characters right most and, of the time were very weird and corny yeah like and he at the same time this black actor got to work Became a hero to nerds worldwide. <laughs> you know, like, I, sure, I'm sure Jaleel White wanted to do other things. But a lot of people don't get to work at all. Yeah. You know? And this yeah. dude was paid, you know? He was the centerpiece of the show, really. At some, yes. at some point, he became the centerpiece. The centerpiece of the show. Yeah. And so from that, he could, you know, Jaleel can create all kinds of things to do. You know, can live a luxurious life like I'm sure he is living right now. Purple Urkel right now. Hey. You know, I might have to give some shares. <laughs> I mean, I want some shares in Purple Oracle but, for but, real. But all that, that and, and thank you for sharing that, that, that all that leads also to the, and I said That's this, why I'm just saying that, like, you could say yeah. Black Ass Falcon, long yeah, story yeah, short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like, why can't we, you know, talk how we talk? Well, the way I talk is, that's that nigga Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> but that, again, it could be regional, too, so. Oh, um, shit, Falcon! That would be me. <laughs> oh, shit, Falcon, right. <laughs> Because he definitely said shit in there. But anyway, <laughs> moving, moving, what like the that, fuck? that complex conversation I said is also like, like I said, is it that bad or is it, or is it, this nigga Captain it? America now? <laughs> is it that bad or do you accept it? Because when at the end or towards the end, when Sam goes to visit Isaiah and Isaiah's outside, Isaiah's like, black Captain America, huh? And mm. Sam doesn't, re- and now previously Sam might have tried to correct him. Sam just says, damn right. Yep. So is that, like, that also could be an indication that he's accepted both sides of the coin, if you will. Like, that it, it is good to have that mind fire and you, under, and you understand your acceptance within the community. And also Isaiah is like saying a black Captain America, because before yes. he said, I wouldn't, you know, we would never see, they yes. would never let a black man be Captain America. And no yes. self-righteous black man would want to be it in. Yes. You know. And also just the concept of, I mean, especially when it already happened in the comics, but especially, I think this is even a larger impact because this is a visual medium that's seen by millions globally. This has this idea of Sam Wilson as Captain America. And yes, as the PBS special says, a black man as Captain America. This has... <laughs> <laughs> this has far-ranging effects in real life. Like, mm-hmm. there will, like, similarly to, and I use Barack Obama because this is the best analogous to me. Like, similarly to how young children grew up as Barack Obama as the only president they knew, like, it's not surprising or weird to them to see a black person in that space, in that realm, in that title. 
And similarly, this is going to happen with this whole Captain America stuff. Like, there's going to be a generation that's going to come to learn Sam Wilson as their first Captain America. Mm -hmm. And even, you don't even have to be that young. Like, especially if you're just now getting into the MCU, you're just now getting to Disney or Marvel, whatever. Like, this is this is going to be your entryway. You may not go back 10 years ago to, to the, first, the first Captain America movie and, and learn all that history. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. But if you come in ground floor right now and go forward... This is what you know. And this mm -hmm. is your knowledge and your innate understanding of this title and what it is. And this is, and also like the younger gens, this is going to be different from how past generations experiences. And, 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 and this is also like aligns perfectly with, with, with Sam Wilson's and also in some ways Anthony Mackie's worldview that this is going to help shape a more inclusive future. And this is also, this is what Sam in the show has constantly been saying and has been telling or, or, or debating with Isaiah. And and it all leads to that that thought of uh, you can't be what you can't see. Like we say that a lot. Like if you can't see yourself, if you don't see black mm. people being doctors or black people being engineers or black people being being baseball players or whatever it is. Like a lot of times you don't think it's possible. Mm -hmm. And also, like we always say, if you don't see black people as heroes, it's tough to see them as humans. And like, sure, they didn't do what I also feel can be done where you can just change the race of a character. It would be very difficult to change the race of Steve Rogers because it makes no sense. Yeah. As this show has illustrated, you would have to have the Isaiahs, you know, along with the Steve Rogers because yeah. that's what would happen in real life. But in 2021, we can imagine a world because we've had a black president. So we can imagine a world where they would also use a black man as propaganda for the American military machine. Yeah, like... And I've said this. <laughs> I, I hear you. You know, I mean, it's true. So I'm not going to argue that. But and again, like I said, how is this changes generations? Like when I was in fifth grade, mm -hmm. I said verbatim, I don't think there will ever be a black president because I I just saw too much hate. <laughs> and even in that young age, young I was Tatiana, like, yo, it's sitting at the lunch table. I was like, right, right, because we have this No. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, there will never be a black president, she you said as she up. ate her Uncrustable. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, that's not how it happened. It was like a conversation with a teacher. But my point is, like, I'm a millennial, and I thought that. But I'm part yeah. of the group of people that got Barack Obama into power. But wait, you didn't see Clinton? I mean, you know, his black ass wasn't prediction enough. <laughs> really, Ben? <laughs> Don't do this. Like, once, not, no, I'll be, I'll be no, honest. I'll be honest. Once no. they let his ass in, I was like, oh, yeah, we can't have no. that president. To like, quote Switch they from let the Matrix. this man in. No, you know? no. To quote Switch from the Matrix, not like this. Like, not like this. Not like this. No, no. But, but like, again, and, and that's just one generation removed. Gen Z and below, this is what they're going to know. And it's going to be possible for them. And... I just thought, okay, well, this this whole implication now, how does this affect the future MCU stories? The introduction of additional black characters, like we know Riri Williams is coming, Ironheart, we know a few more people coming. Like, does this mean that Anthony Mackie is now at the top of the Marvel MCU food chain? Is he the most powerful black man in the MCU right now? And not by physical power, I just mean just in stature and where he is. Because Captain America is the tippy top. He's the top of the mountain. Was he though? I, I I would okay. I would say that he was the leader of the Avengers. It. I feel like it kind of battled back and forth between him, him and Tony. Tony. Yeah. Eh. But I would no. I would I would agree with you that I think Captain America's more so recognized in the films as the leader. Captain America, representative of America, 
Mm-hmm. And despite the truth, America is known as the number one country in the world. So why wouldn't he be considered the top? Yeah, it just feels weird to uh, maybe it's because it's, it's Anthony sh- Mackie. Maybe because this sh- this episode to me didn't really end with that like feeling because that there were no was, other Avengers. You know, I guess yeah. maybe there was like there's no like you know yeah it just felt like. Yeah. This guy's tap, and you know these senators are going along right. with him because it looks good on TV right now. But you know it didn't. That's what I feel. It didn't feel like you're the head of the Avengers. I mean, that's one. There well, are no Avengers, Avengers right now, right? Yeah, it has, has to be rebuilt. Yep. So I guess they'll come around. I I think it's to be more complications for that than it will be. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of complications, Sam says. At some point into his PBS speech on on the on the news, he says, "I'm a black man carrying the stars and stripes. I know what it means." So I guess he does understand now. He he never uh, understood. I don't understand. I don't understand. If, uh, no, remember ago. he got it and then he, he got didn't it understand after it. Isaiah and now, had to spell it out for him with alphabet soup. Yes. And no, no, but no, he didn't get any good before that. He was doing the Rich James last episode. He said, <laughs> "I get it," and then five seconds later, but I don't get it. <laughs> so and he gets then, it now. Yeah, he just, you know, he's doing his usual. He's, oh, I'm going to say Anthony deaf? Mackie. I like, said, you know, Sam, Sam is a flip-flopper. Oh. He buckles like a belt. <laughs> <laughs> Again, shades of Obama he has. The only power I have is that I believe we can do better. Again, he's aligning this, this, his, his, I don't want to call it an alliance, but it's an alignment with the the idea of the power with the common people of the average citizen. And that's, really how the hope movement, one of the reasons why the hope movement got so large and actually grew and was successful because it was just like, I'm aligning with the people who can make change, the millennials and everyone else who who was with the program. Mm-hmm. And then he also continues, there are millions of people that are going to hate me for it, for wearing the stars and stripes. He says, I feel the stares and the judgment and there's nothing I can do to change it, yet I'm still here. No super serum, no blonde hair, no blue eyes. Speaking pretty much directly to Isaiah. Yes, but the first part of that statement is speaking pretty much directly to the audience. Yes. Because there are going to be millions of people who hate the idea of a black man mm-hmm. wearing the stars and stripes and, and, and it already representing happened. Captain America. Oh, it did? I didn't see the article. No, no, not, not particularly for the MCU, but from the comics. That was when, oh, yeah. when did that comic come out? Like like Superman. Four years three years ago. I don't even know it was that long ago. But no, it's longer than that now. It's was much it? longer than that. Yeah. God, much longer I, than that. I, again, I have no semblance of time anymore. Thank you. No one does. But <laughs> yeah. it was years ago when that was even that, that comic was announced. And there was I don't want to say pitchforks in the street, but there were people mad. Superman. Big mad. Super big mad about oh, why you gotta be black? Why you gotta change the character? Da, 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 da. Why you gotta do the same? And and again, completely different context, but in similar vain when when thor became a woman and and when i became a woman but when jane took on the thor mantle like now it was all of a sudden it's a problem yep. so um i it was just great for me to see that message that's all i'll say i was just happy to <laughs> like for them to you know already get in front of it it was kind of like that moment in iron man 2 when don, i mean it was completely different but the same when don Cheadle shows up yeah and it's like i'm here now deal with it and they just keep it moving because they're talking directly to that audience. Like, yeah. millions of people are going to hate this. Nothing I can do to change that. Right. Sam is Captain America. I mean, that, that's 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 Malcolm and by extension Marvel saying, deal with it. Mm-hmm. And that's a great stance to have. Like, yo, this is just how it is. Get with the program or dip. Like, do what you need. And 
that that and because now Sam he's not flip-flopping at least at this point he's not flip-flopping anymore he's more definitive I feel like at that point that's when Isaiah is seeming to come around at least halfway to to Sam's viewpoint um and 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 kind of being okay with Sam taking on the mantle because he's making Sam is making it his own Sam is taking charge of his future and Sam is doing what needs to be done like all this time he was like yo again <laughs> I always was clowning this dude like, yo, I can help you. Yo, I can make a few, few calls. I could do this. I could do that. You know? <laughs> he said he can make no, a few calls. No, you can't. But what did I say? It's not going to be until he has that mantle that it's going to happen. And what? guess mm. what happens? He takes on the mantle of Captain America and then the doors open. Mm. He gets the pardon for Sharon. He gets Isaiah his recognition. Um, and I, 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 would that, if he was still Falcon, would he be able to do that? <sighs> This is one of the problems, you know, that overall looking throughout the show, I definitely would have with it. The fact that this man sacrificed his life, you know, to save the world and can't get a bank loan. When you think about it, it's kind of like, wow, you know, kind of, but he's black. You know, it's still like, fuck out of here. This man is a superstar, you know? So that part and this part of it, like the fact that he took him, to being Captain America. Now he gets, you know, sharing this stuff. And now But I everything... told y'all. I told I know y'all we that's did. gonna happen. Yeah, but it does not, you know, it feels quite hokey, you know, in retrospect. It's yeah, like the, he I... get, Will he get the loan now? <laughs> of course, he's fucking cat. I mean, would you turn down Captain America? But you'll turn down the Falcon. Yeah, it doesn't, you know. <laughs> and you <laughs> yeah, see how but... wild that sounds. It's the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> And not only is it the same guy, both of them, even if it ain't, even if it was Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson, both of them are superstars, you know? So, like, 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 like Sam walks in, asks for the loan, they say no, and then he leaves him, and he sits, or then he goes outside, he puts on a trench coat, sits on top of, <laughs> he puts on a trench coat <laughs> with Steve Rogers, and they walk in as a different person. Can I have the loan now? No, I just mean, like, like. It's just kind of improbable that any bank would turn this man down unless unless they were just like racist bank, you know? <laughs> like, right, but but my, but the but we 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 clarified that that was a racist move about denying him in the first place. So what's I, I, changed? That the mantle, the title. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That still don't make no sense. Like the it bank does. would have to be out of control because it's like they you know they'd have to face that we turned down the Falcon. Remember that guy who got dusted? You know. Like, <laughs> We turned him down. <laughs> oh man! Mans who died trying to save us all. Right. Yeah. Um. We didn't give him a loan. And, and you know that that joke that we just made about like he's the same guy or whatever, like the same thing. Like, and this this and I admit that this is probably this is probably. But they so- needed they needed that one last um in credit scene where he comes back in and the, the Captain America. Oh, I'm like, can I have that loan now? <laughs> I, this is what the dude's like, yes, yeah, Captain America. We, <laughs> of course, Captain America. Yeah. And, and and the last point I was going to make was, uh, you know, this this is this could be like a huge reach, but I'm going to say it anyway because it's not at all. It's not okay. Oh but no, I, I cried. I, 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 I just wanted to because I I caught this. I caught yeah. this. So at the end, when and this this is later on when John Walker, I'm just going John Snow, but when John Walker. <laughs> Gets his new U.S. agent suit. 
his first thought, he says, it's the same but black. <laughs> now, when we go back to Sam, now, now I'm not saying Sam is the same as Steve, but he holds a lot of the same overall ideals, the same approaches. Mm-hmm. Just really, like, he has the same, uh, at least similar values. That's why Steve gave him the shield in the first place and said, you the new guy. So I found it funny when John said that. Because John was talking about his costume, but it can also be read as a tongue-in-cheek, like, addition to our earlier commentary about, you know, what saying Black Falcon or Black Doctor or Black Captain America. Like, it's the same guy. Or it's, it's, this, it's Captain America's values, but Black. It's the same, it's the same mascot, but black. But black. But 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 you're black. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I love that. I, I love that line. You know, it's not a reach at all, because I love that line how he okay. was like, it's the same. But black, you know. <laughs> right. And it's like, <laughs> it was, and, and to, again, I I read that as a again, as I mentioned tongue in cheek, but I read that as like that's just further saying, like, you know. Yeah. All of these it's, approaches are ridiculous. Like, are you saying, oh, I don't want this. I don't want Captain America to be black. It's the same motherfucker. Yeah, but black. <laughs> you know, like, Essentially, was, yes. Yeah. And yes, in the comments, I know what's up, fam, fam, in the Twitch. Y'all, I know it's popping right now. Yes, he's not the same exact person. I get it. But y'all feel me. Y'all know the listeners. Like, let's be real about mm-hmm. it. He represents the same ideals as Steve. Yes. Falcon has always, Sam Wilson has always represented the same ideals. Twitch.tv slash for all nerds. Twitch chat is popping. We probably dropping free subs right about. Nah. Make sure you in there to get it. All right. All right. The next theme we got, second to last thing maybe, is what's in a name slash life is complicated with the sub expression of words mean things. And mm. this is what I was mentioning earlier to you, Ben, when, when you were talking about Nico mm. and how you referred to the flags. Bring it. So the GRC thanks Sam for saving them from terrorists, quote unquote. But Sam challenges them on the uses of that term, amongst others. You know, when a senator's like, well, what else you want us to call these niggas? Sam is like, well, you know, what do you think people are calling you, the GRC, for forcibly displacing them? Like the the displaced people. And then he goes on to his, his, his other part of the speech, which is these labels of terrorists, refugee thugs. Um... It's it's a problem, and and that I absolutely agree. Like these are loaded terms, mm-hmm. and typically commonly used against Black and Brown people, as well as people who are not in the same realm of political, economic, or social power as yep. like the GRCs or the senators and all that stuff. And it's used generally is used to maintain their power, maintain a global caste of sorts, and also used to wage class and racial warfare. Yes. These terms are used purposes. We see it all the time. And there's like that, that everyone sees that. Uh, well, most people remember that Family Guy meme that people made up where it's like mm-hmm. Peter Griffin is dressed up in what I guess he looks like Aladdin or something. And it's yeah. really weird. And he holds up this card and it's like a, a color grading scale. It's like mm-hmm. dark brown to, to light pink, like the colors of the, you know, people in cartoons. Yeah. White versus brown. And it shows you like, you know, well, what would you label him? And on the on the white part of the scale, the white skin part of the scale, it was like what person or something like that. I forgot what word they use. And then on the brown part of the scale, it said terrorist. Terrorist, yeah. So like what like the words see, matter. Okay. Yes, words matter. And while but I have And said you call them terrorists. Terrorists. Then. I did not call them thugs. You didn't, I didn't but call why, them terrorists. But you call them terrorists because you felt cause they did terroristic things, which is true. They did blow up a Jeep depot that they did not need to do, all this other stuff. So do you think Sam was wrong in him correcting 
the senator and calling them terrorists. No, I think, once again, like, this is another thing that we got to talk about on the show is that people want to hear half of what is said and not the full quote. It just goes back to just like what was said last week on uh, when they were talking about the... They would never let a black man be Captain America. But the line is, and no self-respecting black man would want to be Captain America. Mm. But all the whites and all the angers focused on the first part of the line and tried to use I Am Patriot as an excuse right then. Mm. Instead of focusing on the second part of the line, which is what, you know, they can't refute at all. And I... Asked you and everyone else who's watching twitch.tv slash for all nerds listening, wherever you are, shout out to the SoundCloud, iTunes, all that. Look at Sam's second part. Sam asked, what would the people the GRC are forcibly displacing call them? And I would call the GRC terrorist imperialistic strum. But that's my point. You can't replace mm-hmm. one terroristic imperialistic strum with another one. Correct. Which is all Carly and her cute little flash mattress are. And that's what I keep making these points. That's why I keep acting like, and it goes back to the whole thing. I mean, I can go on and we'll talk about all this, but with Baron Zemo versus how people feel about John Walker versus how people feel about Bucky versus how people feel about Iron Man. You know, it's a lot of pretty privilege in the MCU. And also, as you said, because people have grown with these characters. But these new ones, they're really not given a chance to breathe. John Walker isn't even given a chance to breathe. This is six episodes of his. He's the third build or fourth build person on this show, maybe, right? Mm-hmm. Tony Stark has, starts off with a movie where he's the monster. Mm-hmm. And he's shooting and killing people with no problem. Mm-hmm. But we root for him. And not only that, he's a white man shooting and killing brown people. And we root for him. That's his first introduction, right? But we sit here and root for Bucky because we're taught to love that one. And because, uh, like I say, whenever I point out why John Walker would be the way he is, why he does the things, even though from the very first episode I've told y'all he's going to, he's a very accomplished white man who's never run into a problem. And when he does, it's going to be hell to pay. I said that mm. from the first episode. But people want to call him. And even we've made jokes about it on here about yeah, Captain I, I- Conf- yeah, I call him look, Captain Confederate and all that stuff. Yeah. And, and and just to jump in on that point, mm-hmm. like, I definitely said it as a joke because, yeah. I, you know, just for stuff, I didn't like how he was moving in life. Absolutely not. But that's Do what I we, feel like he's like this But see, when we talk about gun, words, no. mean things, you can't just Correct. say it, it. It's a great line. It sounds great. It's, you know, one of my favorite things. Alliteration always wins. Captain yeah. Confederate, straight yeah. down. It always works. But that's words mean things Absolutely. and people are coming at me this week talk about john would have been at the capitol on january 6th and that's just false to me <gasps> from the oh from, no from the reading of the writing of this show oh no 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 and no no for, no, and, no no that's and, not he would never no john believes in john believes um, in america yeah as as the <laughs> rule of law as a voting society as a democratic society all that and or he John, did. I don't know how he's going to move going forward, but he, yeah. he absolutely did. So if anything, he would be one of the random people trying to stop the people, yes. the, the, the insurrectionists. The and, so. and to reduce John to some confederate when he has a black wife and when he has a black friend and to be like, oh, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to say, oh, he just has black friends. But that's not who John is. That's the thing. It's like not every white person who has a black friend has a black friend. 
You yeah, know what I no, mean? That's true. Yeah. But some of these wait, wait a minute. Yeah, it's yeah, both yeah, yeah, yeah. It's both things. Like you can't just like put these people in the boxes like that. It's for, especially when the writing of the show doesn't say that. John loves his wife. John loved Lamar. That was his homie. They've been through mm-hmm. hell and back I would together. Agree with you. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like I said last week, at any point, either one of them could have been killed, and either of them would have been going to their other parents' house and being like, "Yo, he got killed." The only difference in this situation was that John, I mean, yeah, John could actually avenge people. And people got jumped down my throat. And what the hell did John do this episode? Attempt to kill Carly. Like, dog, John is not some dude who's like, you know, just a rage monster. But but even beyond that, it's so wild to me how people, you know, hate on him. But I feel like 90% of our audience this week is to be loving Zemo. When Zemo blows up a truck full of people. Yeah, he did. Of innocent, damn near people. Like, but if you, you call them talk, terrorists, so they're not innocent. Well, that's what I'm saying. If, if, if words mean things and, I'm, and, he's not, and they're not terrorists, this man just blew them up. <laughs> John killed one of them mm-hmm. who had just attempted to kill him. That's something that people really miss in that first fight, right? Yeah. That, like, the dude, they killed Lamar. But five seconds before that, the man who John kills is holding John so that Carly can stab him. When Carly said earlier, I'm going to kill Captain America. Like, people are real wild with their love on, and, and they're, you know, like, they're like, and I get why, because people are taught, you know, we are taught to follow the hero. We're not taught to question if the protagonist is actually a hero. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not even... We don't, we don't even really understand what those terms weren't mean. We apply hero and villain just mm-hmm. because it fits. But those are real blanket terms. Words mean things. You can't call people heroes and villains the same way you can't call people terrorists right. and confederates when they're not these things. Let me jump in for a minute and give you, give mm-hmm. you a, a chance to pause because yep. I, I want to make it clear. like It's not people, including myself and you, yourself, being wild mm-hmm. about it. This is just a natural inclination of how you connect with a character or a person in real life. Yes. And thus why. Like, we ass- yeah, and you're, yes. We, in language, mm-hmm. we assign labels and terms mm-hmm. because we're co- trying to compartmentalize thoughts or concepts. Yes. We're trying to to categorize things. And there are people in this world that, that hate that because, you know, for, for various reasons and also because of some of the reasons that you stated here because there's so many conflations that happen and also there's so many false, false um, assumptions that get made based on these labels and based on these approaches. So I agree with the general understanding that, especially especially within this podcast, like we do have to have a care to be precise in mm-hmm. our thoughts. And, and, and if we're not quite there with the precision, let's talk through it until we get yep. to the point of precision. Is that going to stop us from getting these jokes off? No. No. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember I mean... calling him Captain Confederate, but I also wanted to be clear, like I want people to see beyond the jokes. Like I... Like that I whole mean, thing that you said about the January 6th was now that was actually wild because to me, then you're not quite understanding this character. You're not looking at that character, you're only looking at the jokes about the character and your own personal views of him. Like, personally, like now, especially after this last last episode, I don't uh dislike J- John Walker as much. I still just think he's a clown at this point. Did I absolutely dislike and he him? He always least? is. That's right, I've said that from the gate. Your, wait, but that's yeah. also your your view, right? Like yeah. my view was. I dislike yeah, him, like, no I, redeeming uh, qualities, whereas to me, a clown is at least funny. So, oh, my God. You see, that's And me. that's me. But that's yeah. how I describe and how I define it. And that's what I'm trying to say, that how people are going about this is they're using their descriptions and their definitions 
and then also maybe latching onto the wrong part of the message. Yes, because like I said, when I grew up on reading John Walker comic books, and he was a clown, but he was a hilarious clown. And you grew up reading the books. I've never, and I probably won't, but I've never read the books. I have no context. Mm. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like you can't always get. That's the only but reason also, why I want to jump in. You can't even, get mad at people for that. No, like, and I'm not. And I'm not. I'm mad at them, but I am yeah. mad at them when they take the writing that's in this show. Because that's like once again, I keep saying I'm not judging Bucky by what he did to Tony Stark. That shit's terrible, right? But I'm judging Bucky by being a free willed person who decides, hey, this is how I make up with somebody. Yeah, I go befriend no, them when I murk their son, like. That doesn't take therapy to figure out that's a questionable action. I don't know yeah. if that's a result of you growing up in the 1920s. But even then, I feel like in the 1920s, somebody would be like, you'll be, uh... <laughs> <not a hell."> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, fam, I, I, you might want to rethink that one. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> so that's all and, I'm saying. Yeah. And, and that's why, I, and I really hope with everyone listening, like, that's why I love this show, Views from the 616, and that's why I love, like, all the debates and discussion we're having when it's reasonable uh, and, and not like the sheer like judgment calls on, on everything that, that yeah, happens. Because it's like, but because it's it's a good conversation to have and have differing point of views when you're you're kind of basing it in logic and understanding. Yeah, and I love all that ish. Like, even though I think it's wild how people are gonna look at Zemo, dog, as soon as they close the truck door and my man said one world, one people You knew it was gonna happen. I knew it. <laughs> Rolling. I, I was like, I was oh, like oh, they they infiltrated everything like Hydra, and then boom. <laughs> like, dog, like, I, I, I really thought they was gonna help man's out. I thought they no, were gonna cheat bones. I thought they were gonna I help cheat bones out. Oh my god! Especially when cheat bones started smiling, I started rolling. Dog. I was so mad that there was no way for me to predict. You know, because people have been hitting us all week, and thank y'all, thank y'all for the love and respect. Because people have been hitting yes. us all week, talking about how we psychics. How we this. And I don't think it's that. I think that people just expected much more mystery from this show. And we were told from the beginning that the show was not, not like that. Vision. It was about the journey. <laughs> it's not And so vision. knowing that, I was like, well, there's not going to be that much mystery. It's going to be a lot more straightforward. So Sharon is the fucking power broker, you know? It's like it's obvious. Yeah, I, it's just like, but that's and that's why I refuse. Because like, again, maybe I was still in the WandaVision mode. I was still yeah, in detective still mode. In the- <laughs> I was still in detective Thomas mode. I was no. like, it cannot be Sharon. I was no, like, Shorty's like, got satellites. Shorty's got guests. She does. Yeah. Shorty got art. Shorty's a broker. It's like <laughs> she pop out everywhere like bro man for the fifth floor. Like she's always Obviously. there. The power broker, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that, you know, we've also, especially in media in media stories today, like, mm-hmm. we've largely been trained out of the obviousness because we've seen yes. so much in the way of art, movies, film, whatever. We've seen so much in the way of art where they, they really take pains to not be obvious. So then to have something that's given to you as, here you go, this is what it is, it's like you don't believe it. Because so when, we when you were saying that, like, yeah, well, I, but I, I didn't believe it. I was like, they ain't going to do that. That's too easy. I know, and I Marvel like, and uh, what, uh, what Marvel ne- generally doesn't do things easy, but they did here. I was like, no, oh, Marvel, shit. Do, no, Marvel does do things easy. They not all just the time. Do it, they, not they all just, the time. They wouldn't the, lie on trailers if they did things easy. That's that's more. That's a trick they they figured out, right? But in general, their stories ain't that complex. They're just very well done. You know what I mean? But it's still easy. It's the easy route. You know. <laughs> Making Killmonger choke out the grandmother is the easy route. Well, yeah, but... <laughs> you know, it's like, that's the easy way to tell the story. Because the hard way is for Killmonger, Nakia, 
and T'Challa to come to an agreement and start taking over and really changing the world, you know? But that's a hard story to tell. Just finishing up my commentary on this speech, uh, Mm -hmm. Sam's speech to the GRC is really also, to me, indicative of what we as citizens tell our government and governments all over the world every day. Like, yet those in power, they keep doing what they're going to do in order to not lose their power. Sam says to them, quote, you control the banks, you can move borders, you can knock down the forest with an email, you can even feed a million people with a phone call. And that's very literally what our government can do. We talk about all the time how it... And yeah, you could say it could take some more time. It doesn't happen overnight. But they could end poverty if they wanted to. They could fix or or help to remediate a lot of the social and economic shortcomings in this country. And I'm only speaking of the U.S. It could be wiped away with a stroke of a pen, but it doesn't happen. Hmm. Like, you know how they constantly show those infographics is like, oh, to end uh, food insecurity, you need like 50 50 million or something like that. They say and they and they say, oh, that that budget went to building some tanks or whatever. Or Amazon made or, that today. Yeah, like it's always they always show these, <laughs> and then and I'm saying this is the game that we're in. Like they show like, oh, this is all we need to make it happen. So then we turn around and are arguing all day long to the people who don't want nothing to change. Hmm. And I don't mean to be like so sad I mean, about it, but it's true. <laughs> I mean, the thing it's about true. it was the, that his his speech was hitting people on so many levels because not only is it hitting like the government, it was also really going hard at Hollywood. When it was like, how are you going to do these rooms when Mm. everyone in the room looks just like you? How are you going to make these decisions in the writer's room when you don't have the right people in the room with you? And then they cut to Sarah. (laughs) Don't say that. You talk, oh, no, no, no. No, No, that's what it was. When you don't have the right people in the room. You talking about Sarah as a character? No, as no, 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 oh, no, no. I mean, some people said she was underwritten, so I'm just saying. I mean, uh, she was, she was everyone in the show but... was kind of under, like, and there's the other thing about underwritten. It's like, you have six hours. Like, I saw people complaining about Bucky was underwritten, while I know over here, we're like, this man was the lead of the show, it felt like, at times. <laughs> at times, if he felt like the lead. Yeah, yeah. so I, I don't, people that, I, but he I, is I don't. a co-lead, both him and Sam. I don't, I, I don't, I don't believe in those underwritten things, because one, you okay. know, they're like, with, with, I can't remember that great actress who said that, but, you know, there's no small parts, only small actors, you know, uh, like, yeah. you know what I mean? So I don't believe in that underwritten, especially for a character who's like, fifth. She's at that point seventh wheel, eighth wheel. Like, come on. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. She's 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 Well what else was she supposed to do? You know, it's like But my thing is the that that sentiment is because she's like the only quote unquote sensible main one. Black woman. <laughs> and, and sensible black, one. Black well that, but black woman. True indeed. Mm. And it's like, well. oh, you finally get something where you got a black woman that has some li- speaking lines and Y'all just have know. we just had Monica Rambo. It's like damn, it's like every you time. See how they did her at the end, so Oh. Yeah, we're going to I'd almost forgotten. I'd almost forgotten. I will never let anyone forget that. <laughs> never. Yeah. Uh, uh, ben, you're, you're, you're... If you'd had people in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, ben, your favorite theme came back for Vengeance one last time. The 80s, 90s action movie stuff. Yes. yes heavy, heavy, heavy. Did. Again, the helicopters. Hel- Helicopters is just all over the fucking place in this uh, in this series. They love and the helicopter fights and the do- the helicopter, whatever you want to call it. Explodinghelicopter.com. Shout out to and, them. And all sorts of stuff. Um, NYPD helicopter took a bad one. Uh, 
there was the requisite hostage situations and hostages in impossible situations. Mm-hmm. Like we saw the transport truck teetering on the edge of 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 that construction site. It was about to fall down, kill everybody inside. Let me uh, point out something ill about that yeah. moment right there when John is making his decision. Because before that, John is fighting against Carly. Great fight yes. scene right there. I love when Carly came through with the slide on the knees underneath the thing. And then when she jumped up with the little Matrix kit, there were some good moves in that one. Like the fight scenes... Overall, in this series, weren't like outrageous, but I but thought they, were they fire. did. I, I didn't think they were fire. You, did all I, of the, you didn't think any of the fight scenes? No, no, I thought they were good, including I, Sam's when he's running I, I, around with the wings and shit. I, I thought, thought they fight cool. scenes. I'm not talking about Jess, Carly, and John. I'm talking no, about no, every no, no. I thought scene. the my favorite fight scene was the uh, flash ma- with, with when uh, Lamar got killed. That was my favorite, and the one really? on the um. Oh. I, that that I shit is solid. They do some ill moves. I mean, in it that was one. it was fire, but I yeah. I didn't I didn't put it on the same level as w- all the wild, amazing shit they were doing with like that opening scene with Sam. Well, when he was oh, trying yeah. to get that, like come on, like to me yeah, that every fight when we if we're gonna talk about fight scenes, every fight scene with Sam and how he how I mean it was just so smart how he was utilizing his wings and then now the mm-hmm. shield and yep. that integrating that as part of his fight tactics, his movements, his how he strategizes. Like, that's what I like. That's smart fights. And that's why I, I put those above, like, flash. See, I just like some good fight like choreography. Balls? You know, I like some good... Choreography. Raw, yeah, choreography, okay. some raw fighting, you know, some okay. of that uh, raid style, you know, cinematography and all that. those are cool, too. Like. Yeah. yeah, and that's why when I saw that... But I will also say the first scene with him... And even in this episode, I love when he put the wings up in the shield. <laughs> oh, that was and beautiful. beautiful. There was, there's was a lot of real ill little moments. Like when Carly punches him and the wings dig into the ground to yes. brace him. That happened twice. Yeah, he, like He did instantly. that earlier. Yeah, yeah. In and then episode. when, yep. Yeah, and then when he used his jet pad to, you know, hit Batrop. But I love that from the, you're right, from that first fight scene and he's in the helicopter and he clotheslines this guy with the jet pad. That shit was great. That's, that's, but, that's amazing. But back to the ill little musical moment. While John is fighting Carly, John's fighting Carly, and his theme is being played in a minor key. But then when he makes the choice to go and save the truck, his theme switches over to the major key of oh, that of a, a hero. Song? Yep. Hmm. John has theme music that's been played throughout this series. Hmm, okay, cool catch. Mm-hmm. They yep. inc- including that 80s, 90s action stuff. We talk about the fights and all that. The corny lines are still there. <laughs> when when Sam finally stops fighting Batroc, that that stupid side fight, he goes au revoir, <laughs> and, <laughs> and also jumps out the window of, like Darkwing Duck. Like I just <laughs> also his one about uh the 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 robes don't make the monk was also super like they need better eighties lines. I'm sorry, like they need you know like Sam tried to or or Carly tried to throw a pipe at uh Bucky and once again <laughs> no plan. N- no <laughs> one no one. It's trying to say it. Trying to oh, get the, the pipe. pipe? Yeah, you trying to get the pipe? Like, Carly Please, could have been right there, right there. Sir. Yo, Bucky, you trying to, you know. <laughs> what is this about blue and yellow lightning? Oh, there we go. When the, it was, I just love these shots, too. When the Flash Smashers are running away from Bucky, uh, Sam, and John. Right? Did I get all the names? Yeah, Bucky, Sam, and John are chasing after them mm-hmm. down in the basement, wherever that was. Mm-hmm. I love the whole tension in that scene, because it's like, you feel that the Flash Master's plan is just completely falling apart, and they're just running for their lives. 
But there was a lot of blue and orange lighting, which is a classic James Cameron from the 80s in Terminators. He would always have the screen split to that cool blue and then the orange lighting on the other mm. half of the screen. Or like a character's face would be illuminated in half blue and half orange. I was just like that classic late right. 80s, early 90s. Okay. Okay, yeah. cool. And then the last part about this, we mentioned hostages. The fact that you need to have that perfect hostage required for your plan to work. Particularly yep. in the helicopter scene, we meet who a person who's now immortalized in the MCU, Isla Perez, who is a member of the GRC. Um, there's a scene where it show, where Red Wing is scanning her and it shows all her information. She's actually um, she's a Filipino diplomat and consulting consultant rather. She has military service from back in 1989. Um, she's flown Apache helicopters, uh, Chinook helicopters, so she has extensive flight experience here. And also, she may actually, at least her cather may be, may be the first, like, I guess, major immortalized Filipino character in the MCU. I don't know. 100% sure if that's the case. But I don't recall another, like, side character or otherwise where that was the case. So if y'all know of any, let me know. But this might be the first. And that no. leads us. Okay. This is going to be the first and the last. Okay. <laughs> uh, the other, your other favorite <laughs> Your other favorite theme of Marvel tropes? Yes. Uh, definitely. I love what I love John, you know, trying to hold back the truck from it falling over. And then Falcon coming up with the classic moment. Mm -hmm. And that moment was a lot because just like Falcon has said already, he doesn't have the super soldier serum. He doesn't have any of that stuff. It's just a human saving the people, you know, doing the most that he can do. Mm -hmm. And along with his two drone buddies. Mm-hmm. And, you know? and, it's, and it's reminiscent of all of the physical feats that are performed by our, by heroes in the MCU or mm -hmm. in comic book movies, you know, Sony. Uh, like We always see Steve doing it all the time, Steve Rogers. Mm -hmm. Even when he's holding back a helicopter from taking off, he's doing that with his bare hands. Yes, he's a yep. super soldier, but it's happening. Spider-Man, we've seen it like happen four different ways in different for different movies, but there's, there's, there's I guess, one of the more recent when he holds um, the ferry together with two web mm -hmm. lines. Like, it's all of this, it's all of these these massive feats of strength and and what is it perseverance, perseverance. and also tech because this scene is also reminiscent of that same Spider-Man scene when mm. Tony shows up with his little drones to help push the boat and keep the boat back together, and I love how Sam's uh, equipment you know has now expanded to include at least two drones. You know he has two Red Wings with him now at least. Yeah. So. And also, a uh, thing I caught, also some strength boost. There's got to be some type of strength. Absolutely strength boost. There's no. Yeah, I mean, you saw him, at the end, you saw him touch his, his his um. <laughs> at the end, you saw Sam like rotate his shoulder cuff because yeah. like it was stress on him. But there's no way he could have did that without <laughs> something going on with that suit. My man's back with a crack. <laughs> yeah, like come on, bro. Like no, 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 no. That's just like a four ton truck. Like that was a no joke joint. Yeah. yeah. And and no. also. That, that that tends to be present in a lot of comics, superhero movies, and stuff is that kind of Jesus Savior vibe, which mm. um and and there's different level, a lot of levels to this particular thing. But specifically, I zeroed in when Sam was carrying Carly's dead body to the paramedics, like she was Jesus. Um, you, you know, before that happens, you see Sam holding and speaking to her, and Carly's holding on to that that Hamsa like pendant that she had when she was mm -hmm. um next to Mama Donya's death bed, deathbed, um. And also, this is this is this intertwines a bit with what John says later down the line when he corners the rest of the Flag Smashers. He uses this Abraham Lincoln quote of um, showing love and mercy, basically. And I'm trying to find the actual quote he says, but 
He says, uh, what does he say? Let me see if I can find it. Hold on just a second. He says, I can't find it. Oh, mercy bears richer fruit than strict justice. There we go. And then, okay, and then you see. Everyone just type that into the Twitch chat before you Yeah, type that in there, right. (laughs) No, it's too late. It it was before you could even say it. And then you see. Sam coming down with the with 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 Carly, who as Ben, I mean, and and other people rightfully would call them a terrorist. But you see that he, th- throughout that whole scene leading up to that, like he didn't even want to fight her. He was just trying to talk her out of it. He was trying to reason with her, and she just kept on coming. And this is this is the Jesus Savior vibe of of just showing love, showing mercy, even against people who raise their arms against you. And when I say arms, I don't mean literally guns and stuff like that, potentially. I just mean even going against you. And in this way... She definitely raised them arms against them, boy. She did. She raised every type of arm against them. Guns, hands, all them shits. And he's being the bigger man and practicing, as we mentioned before, a lot in the way of the Steve Rogers book. I more think that John did that this episode than Sam. Like, she was dead. I mean, you know, he didn't fight her. Sam has, he, and he's even said in all his speeches this episode, yeah. there's going to be people who hate me, but I'm still, what did Jesus say? I know you don't love me, but I'm still going to do for you. Look at John. John <laughs> look, I mean, look you know, John there it then. is. <laughs> look at that. I mean, you got, look, give the man his props. You know, he did do, you know, he did display mercy because he could have ran up on them flashbacks your boy Nico and them yeah, and whacked them up too. Yeah, after Nico. I mean, but Nico tried to kill Sam him. Sam never decapitated anybody. That's all we know. Like that. Sam drops missiles <laughs> on people. He definitely threw that guy into the, the, the Grand Canyon type stuff. Like, like an acting character. I know they were overseas, y'all. Don't correct me. But I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I mean, it'd be, I, like, in the, I remember the, I love the first, what's that? Is that Civil, yeah, Civil War when Sam hits the do-do-do-do-do on his wrist and the missiles rain down behind him. Bring the rain the in, the, in the words of Tyrese. Bring the rain. Yeah. He's just like, oh, yeah. And doesn't even look at them as yeah. he kills them. Yeah. Just, come on, fam. As as Sam does come down, <laughs> though, very angelic-like with this body in his hands. It, again, very overt religious vibes. But what is this yes. image that you see, Ben? This image comes from originally in the old school version from the Pieta, which is the, it's a uh, meaning piety, compassion. It's a subject of Christian art depicting the Virgin Mary cradling the dead body of Jesus, Jesus. Jesus Cristo, yeah. Yes, Jesus Cristo. So it's a it's a particular form of the lamentation of Christ, of you know the loss of greatness of all that. Like you say, Carly mm-hmm. represents that figure. Sam represents the Virgin Mary, I guess. Yeah, I mean, because if you if Carly's and, and that's why I'm like, what was that? That's why it, it, again, some of the stuff that was a little hokey to me because it's like, all right, are you saying like at least in this imagery, Carly is more of the Jesus type because. Carly also has gun wounds in her side and stuff, similar to how Jesus had his wound when he was pierced on his side. And that, you know, when he's laying in the arms of Virgin Mary, that's that's in his that's going on with his body. So I'm just like, I don't think Carly was 33 though. I don't think no, she, she was. Everyone keeps saying she was a teenager. She could have been like 19 years old. But yeah, I don't think in the 19. I don't think she made it that far. Yeah. Um, but also this image if, to go more recent and more comic book, it is the subject of like so many comic book covers but the most classic that everyone knows is the crisis on infinite earths mm-hmm. issue where supergirl dies and superman is crying holding her dead body and i mm-hmm. think that's what this most meant to represent 
And also another interesting factoid of that imagery, uh, Jim Steranko, the you know illest of one of all time, who also did a lot of Nick Fury. I think he created Val or helped to create her back in the day. He was once doing a drawing class on Twitter and explaining how letters are used so much in comic book art as the foundation of various poses and stuff and how the Superman Pieta image is based around an A. Mm. Because it's a man or a person standing, you know, with oh yeah, 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 with a per- the composition with, of the body. Yeah, the yeah. composition of it is of an A, which makes it even iller for this to be the big moment of Captain America, you know, to reference that Superman Supergirl thing, and then also that represent an A. I thought it was ill. I didn't find it hokey at all because because I'm such a huge fan of that Superman. So as soon as he started coming down. I was like, oh, they doing it. You know, that was me. I was it's like, oh, like, I saw it. I was like, Jesus? Like, yeah. it was just, it was just, see, I, maybe because, again, it's my whole thing about stuff being obvious. I was like, okay. Yeah, see, I know, and I get the Jesus part of it, but more it's like Superman, Supergirl. You know, it's that, okay. it's that sad moment when, when the loss of a great thing is what it represented. I hear. And as much as I've hated on Carly. So Carly's a great thing? No, as much as I've dolled on her, like, people know what, like, I, I guess people don't understand that enough because. I they see, but it's so weird. Like people will. But if let the me people fi- don't understand, or you have to clarify what you I know. But, but you let, have me, let me let her out from most of the the series. But at the same time, I dawed John out. Like I call I would call Carly uh, infantile. John more no, than you I, I and I also defended Carly, but people don't hear that side. Could be people only hear what they want to hear. That's my point, right? I called uh, Carly infantile on earth. I called our whole planet infantile in an early episode. In this episode, I will call John Infantile, and it was the most hilarious moment to me. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> yeah. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> you know, he was just such a fucking little boy who got what he, you know, feels like. That's people who think he's this arrogant. That's I don't why I said look clown at, now. Yeah, I don't look clown. at John like that. I look at him as somebody who is more insecure than anything. Somebody who is mm-hmm. trying to live up to something he knows he can't. Right. But the so reason he's just why- happy with like U.S. agent, this terrible name, all that. But as long as he gets to serve, you know, yeah, the, yeah but, he's just happy to do that. But the re- other reason why people don't like that, including me at times, mm-hmm. is because this is a whole grown ass white man acting like this. He's very dangerous. <laughs> yes. This at is the true. end of the day, regardless of the clownery but Tony and the funny Stark, stuff, he's dangerous. But I know. I, 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 <laughs> so let's go I'm down not, the line of saying, dangerous white men that we admire. And you're you know? correct, but you have to stop bringing all these other people into it. Like, we're not talking about <laughs> Tony Stark right now. We're talking about why people, including me at times, yeah. feel the way, the, the negative way we do about John. Because this is the same type of attitude that these January 6th people had. This is mine, and I deserve, and I'm entitled. And da, 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 no, I'm see, I don't I feel like John. See, I don't feel like that's what John represents. That, that's what he no, represents. No, that no, okay, okay, be, okay, let, from let, his let me behavior. say. No, but no, from his behavior, let me let me point it out. John and I, and this is what I kept trying. I guess I didn't make myself clear because I said it so many times. John is over here trying. He's told you're Captain America. There's all this art, everything. Not that you haven't like. You've worked your whole life for this. And this is something you never thought would happen, but you have earned it. You've got medals of honor. You are the highest rated genetically all this. You're not some slouch. You're the fucking man. You could throw the shield without the super soldier serum. Something Falcon struggled at. You know what I mean? This is something. You are nice with it. And then Steve dies, and they come to you, the U.S. government, who you served all your life 
who you've done everything, who you put it on the line for time and time again, tells you you're Captain America, gives you the fucking shield, puts up all this propaganda that reinforces this idea in your head. And then suddenly, Allah comes this nigga and his metal-armed man and tries to take the shield from you because you killed a terrorist who was trying to kill you and just killed your best friend. Like, it's really, you know... To, and, 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 both, and both of these people are war criminals yes, who are coming sure. at you wild. Sure. You know what I mean? My only point that I'm trying to make... Yeah. Again, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that John is this amazing villain or great villain, no. Mm-mm. The only part I'm trying to make is that there are absolute parallels between his behavior and why people dislike him and the way he goes about things because and, he mirrors everything you said is mm-hmm. a mirror of, of some of those January 6th people. I'm not saying but see, that's Billy John saying would be up in there doing that. No, but it's yeah, some of his behavior. No, but see, that's my and thing. And the reason behind his behavior. I don't feel like the... the see, and that's what I keep trying to say, Tatiana. I do not... The January 6th people are entitled. I do not feel like John is an entitled... And like we keep he's saying, John, John... No, he's not. Because he is like... Like people were like... Like someone asked us this this week. Do we feel like Lamar, you know, was more deserving and that's why John drank it all? No, Lamar no. ain't fucking deserving. John is a beast. That, I, that's the thing. It's like we admire Tony for being a beast, but we hate John. But Tony is a much worse version of John. And then he got better. I think but, that's the but part. But he started off as a monster. All right? And yes. I could go down the line beyond Steve Rogers and Nakia. And, mm-hmm. I mean, T'Challa's all right. 90 other percent of the Avengers, et cetera, are monsters. You know what I mean? And and I'm and I don't want to mean words, but they are. You know what I mean? And so this whole thing when people are like, I get it because this show paints John into this corner and stuff. But what I that's why I'm like, I'm calling all these people out. That's why I call Bucky out. That's why I call Carly out. That's why I call Sam out. That's why I've called that's why when people are like, yo, I'm team Sam, I'm like, are you? I'm team Isaiah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If anyone on this show, I'm team Isaiah. F- I yeah. call out everyone on this show. Yeah. But what I won't do is say that they are things they're not. You know, and to say that John is entitled, I don't feel that's the case. I feel that John has been fucked over by the government who told him this is you. This is you, dog. And I think that's just the only impact <laughs> you and I have because I think he's both entitled and fucked over. At the All end right. of the day. I mean, he, I can, he, uh, and, and that's my yeah. only point, like where I'm like, I that's and I and I think that's where the division comes in because yeah. I everything you say it, it makes mm-hmm. sense and you've clarified and thank you for that. Yeah, I still believe and will stand by that he's still an entitled person because he's grown up and told as so you said Tony I'm Stark? told this and I'm told that <laughs> you keep doing that. I don't care. I don't know, but I, and, I, and I don't want. Yes. I just want I, okay, then all right, then we can move on. Yes, yes. All right, move yes. on. We're done. <laughs> I'm done here. That's all I'm asking. Yes, that's all but I'm asking. I, I, and I agree. Would, I would put Tony Stark at the fucking Capitol before I would John. Ooh, ooh, you gonna get some hate off of that, Ben Avi. Ooh, the villain of the show, Ben Avin. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Tony would have supplied Trump. Oh, Jesus. We know that. That's that's a fact. Tony. (laughs) Tony is an ultra-rich white man. Who would he be supporting? At least in the beginning. Again, I don't know if that's Tony of Endgame or Tony of... But that's what I'm saying. Tony of... of, Movie number one. Of Iron Man 1. Tony of Iron Man 1 sells to anybody. And and full on would have been in Mar-a-Lago. Because that would have given him the best tax breaks and et cetera, et cetera. Tell the fucking truth. And again, different Tonys, different times. Different Tonys, yeah. I, he's it, even mean Tony right wrong, now, though, wrong. you know, like, you I, mean, so? he, I mean, you know, he just influenced Biden to do that. You know, he, he'd be like, Biden be a little more grimy, dog. 
Oh you know? my God, we're so off track. Oh my God, I'm sorry, y'all. It's just just a little more, you know, because he's gotten better, but you know, he still needs some tax breaks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and he did, so we ain't got to worry about just it. Just finally, right? just finally in the things because I know we got just a little bit to go. Just finally in the themes. <laughs> I just wanted to bring up Mirrors, the finale. We had Mirrors, Mirrors Reloaded, and now Mirrors, oh, the right? finale. Uh, Wait, what's the third Matrix? It was Mirrors what? Revolutions. Yeah. There we go. This wasn't really a revolution, <laughs> though. But I mean, neither was have, that movie. <laughs> we, have, <laughs> we have Carly say, say to Sharon when they, they have their, their little tiff <laughs> uh, before Sharon shoots her ass. She says, Carly says to Sharon, you want to control a world that hurt you but I wanted to change it. Now there's actually small. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> now there's actually small parallels here when it comes to Sam versus Isaiah approach to life. Mm-hmm. Now clearly this has nothing to do with like the power broker moves or, and, and wanting to control the world and all that stuff. But the what, where it parallels is that it can be viewed from a line that sharing is operating off of bitterness, which is what Isaiah, what what largely the the the, the, the narrative has been around with Isaiah, like how he views. The world and he's like how could you not be bitter look at how they did me while carly is operating off wanting to make the world a better place i.e sam sam has that approach to life where it's like oh i want to change things i want to do this i want to do that i wanted to and again they the, the the common denominator and what makes them different from sam and isaiah is at least between sharon and carly they both have inflated self-interest getting in the way and that's where their downfall comes in I'll go with you with that, but I also think that Carly lied to herself when she said that she wanted to change it. Because Sam already told her she doesn't want to change it. She just wants to replace it with the same thing, just different. Mm. And she just keeps denying that, you know? And that's what I mean. That's that's why I'm really not sure how much of Carly's, you know, story was left and with Mama Donnie and everything was left on the editing table. And I really, yeah. I really wish we could have seen something because her shit is so childish. You know, that it just does not work for me, you know, the way it was presented. Like, her whole storyline throughout this is just kind of like, yeah, right, baby. You know, like, that ain't going to work. You know, like, oh, like, I'm sorry, but that's how it feels like you're talking to a little kid. Because it's like, this is like little kid shit. You know, like, we got to go back to the way. How are you going to go back to the way? Uh, I'm going to start killing people at random. What? <laughs> you didn't think this one through all the way. I don't think. Like, no, you got a lot of people to kill to get to half of the world, you know? Oh, I'm going to kill these people who are making a vote. I have some After, after I learned, wait, wait, after I learned yeah. on the news, you know, that these people are easily be replaced. Like, they heard it on the news, you know? Like, they were like, we killed these people. Damn, dude had a family at home. Oh, well, we'll bring them more and we'll up our, you know. Yeah. That's what I mean. I feel like there had to be something left on the cutting room floor. And it was unfortunate. People say that the Mamadonia plot involved a virus that they did not want to show because of COVID. And maybe that would have helped. But I'm saying you, then, never, you have no idea whether that would have helped have been extraneous. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I mean. I feel like it still feels like Carly's general plan, just like Sharon's general plan before people think I'm just hanging on her, are kind of ludicrous. Even though I called the power broker from early, I'm still not sure. Why? Other than the world hurt me, so now I want riches. You know, I mean, which I ain't mad at. I'm actually really happy. I mean, are we getting into this whole sharing and what's going on? I'll just say Yo, this. Just, well, that, yeah. that, okay, well, that leads into my questions that need answers. Yep. And and what's okay. next? Because yep. here's my first question. So Sharon's just gonna keep getting away with it, huh? How did she get away with it before this? 
Ben. She took mad L's, dog. Okay. This is her I'm first talking promo. talking about now as Power Book. I'm not talking about before this. I'm talking about right now going forward. I mean, this is her like, first win. Now, she when, <laughs> she has many wins if she's Power Broker. All, all her, her scientists got killed, which makes no sense still. Like, she knew Zemo wants to kill these dudes. If she's the Power Broker all the time, why would she put her scientists with him? Sharon getting away with it is the fact that at the end of this episode through absolutely everything she's still alive right now why shouldn't she be i didn't say she shouldn't i'm asking a question i'm gonna get into all that stuff about what you're what you're alluding to but it just reminds me it's it's, it's like 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 white women always get away with it like you always get away with bloody murder but oh man also the sharon woman got kissed and then watch the man go off and i agree that they've done largely done sharon dirty I agree that they largely done Sharon dirty, which is also why I pro- I propose the second part of this, which is mm-hmm. okay. But does Sharon deserve to get away with it? As I'm saying, after how she was treated, like yes. you see how after she gets her pardon, she don't give a fuck. Like she has her government trust reinstated, so she turns around, and calls her people up to do more power broker crimes, and is mm-hmm. she all the way wrong? <laughs> More power broker crimes. Like, like that is a specific category. Of yes. But also, is she all the way wrong? Like, they left her, they being the government and stuff, they left her to the streets for years, despite her history, her personal history, despite the family history, despite everything her name has done. They even talk about her family name, but they was throwing mud on it two days ago. So, despite everything that she's done for the country, similar to Isaiah, similar to John, the government threw her away. Yes. So is she wrong for being like, all right, that's cool, but on the low, I'm still going to do these shenanigans? No. I don't think so. No, I I mean, I just don't understand her general plan in this series, you know? Yeah, no Other than, I guess it's just, <laughs> I guess it's just to survive and get more power brokers. Like, is and, she, but is she now just, I don't want to say reduced, but is she now just doing it on this survival track where she's just like, I don't care what nobody says, I'm never going to trust nobody ever again. I'm going to do what I need to do. No, I don't think that's the end of her story at all. I think this No, it's not is... the end, but do you think that's how she's moving going forward? Oh no, I don't I think she's bossed up still. I don't think she's on like a survival or okay. this is just another, you know, like stat to her portfolio right now. Okay. Yeah, that's how I feel. Like by obviously she didn't need and nobody really needed super soldiers that badly. Like I keep pointing out everybody's like, Oh, Carly gonna mop the floor with these tats this week. This woman ran away from Zemo with one pistol. Like I, that was another part of the storyline that just never really made sense to me. I don't give a damn how many of these dudes you have. I don't care how many Captain Americas you have. You know what I mean? Mm. You give me like, I don't know, a hundred Uzis. You know, what's Cap? What, what, you, you got 20 Caps for shields. What they going to do? A <laughs> hundred Uzis and I surround you. You know what I mean? It's rap, son. I like, got a hundred guns, a hundred guns. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting most of y'all right then. You know, you might get through, but I still got more men with Uzis. Like, it's just, I never understood the whole threat of super soldiers, right? When you live in a world with Iron Men and things of that nature. Cap is, you know, he's a tough guy, but he's They're just hard to put, they're hard to put down. And yeah, yeah but, down. but Carly ran and, I mean, and Carly got put down pretty easily, so I'm, yeah, but she's also <laughs> inexplicably able to take on this guy who's this super soldier, perfect soldier, John Walker. How does this man with all of this training and background get served over and over and over again by Carly? Not to say she has no training, but really? 
Yeah, what, what I, level I mean, of training does she have versus this guy who is the what, epitome of all of this stuff that we talk about? Well, I mean, it's like three dudes on one. That's the other thing. No, no. It when ever... it's one on one, she keeps serving John every time. Even in this episode, when she did all the cute moves that you really like, yeah, the Matrix yeah. move and all that stuff, yeah. she served, as you call it, served the fuck out of him. I wouldn't say served. Bad, I was... she served the fuck out of she him. She got in a few lucky hits and then ran and, away. And... <laughs> okay, so, it was, so, so lucky. So every time they square up, every time they post up, she keeps getting lucky hits. And every time they go one-on-one, and, she It's never been him. one-on-one. Dude, okay. dude. Yeah, that's it. It's okay. never one on one. Like she got Nico okay. grabbed him up and he she tried to stab him. It's never one on one with these clowns, you know. It has and it okay. wouldn't be because John would mop the floor with her. Like, but it, he had a one on one and John didn't mop the floor with her. So uh, it wasn't luck. I mean, but, but at some yeah, point, it's not luck. At some point, it's like how is this happening? At, at some point, you also have to say it's like when people say who would win in this fight, writers, you know, <laughs> that's who wins in yeah. any fight. Who wrote it? You know, did they need, because in a realistic world, like you said, John is wiping them. But yeah. it's, Bucky had hard times with these cats this episode. <laughs> Your mans had a hard time. And maybe it's just the inconsistency. Your mans could barely open a door. <laughs> hard times. <laughs> hey, but, hard it had, but, it had, but it did have a, some device on it, so it made it worse. Oh, some device. Some device. <laughs> It's uh, made out of a Colin arm. That shit should have had like it did. It, it did prevail, but you see, it prevailed eventually. I know, but I was mad that it didn't open up. You know, another arm shoot out of it, like you know, you activate that device. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, no, I mean, like he's not Iron Patriot, man. We gonna put a Gatling gun in that arm? No, but they talked about that his new arm had more tech, and we didn't see it this series. And I was really hoping for something. The only tech we saw was it being deactivated. Like that ain't new. An off switch. Yeah. You know, there's your new tech. I also asked when it comes to Sharon, is, is she going to be part of the uh, Catalyst of Story? I'm not calling her a scroll, but she's going to be part of the Catalyst of Stories leading into the Secret Invasion. Well, everyone on the internet has already been saying that Sharon's a scroll because how could her personality, how could her personality change? People so change. She got effed over. She got, she got and, dirty. And try and not to make it. And let me just stop right here. I want a goddamn apology from every person who doubted me on Sharon being the power broker. No, she had to be a scroll. And there was a lot of people coming hard at me on this one. Real hard for no good reason. And I was just like, look, it's obvious this woman's a power broker. And I'm really happy that they made her the power broker and not working for the power broker. Yeah. And that's some diminishing shit that's weak. I don't need her to be a scroll. It might be cool if she is. People are talking about, oh, she was covering the blood. But it would also make the, everyone around her even yet more of an idiot than they seem to be because it's like, I'm not sure what Bucky and Sam even know about her being a power broker at the end of this episode. And it's like, what? Or did they just accept it? Or did it's like, oh yeah, that's a power broker. We, you know, we're going to keep it quiet. And so if she's suddenly a stroll too, it made them really like, God damn, you are slipping, you know? I... He got them, you know, uh, Falcon got the new goggles. You would think they would be like, you know, stroll. But they don't know what scrolls are yet, do they? Well, Yes. Falcon. I mean, those folks. Wakanda. I Wakanda would probably Wakanda. knows. Yeah. yeah but... And well, there we go. If they know, they made the suit, you know. Uh, <laughs> my other question was, all Isaiah gets is a statue. And I know the statue is oh. important. Mm. It really is because it's about the recognition. Mm. And I did see on the statue or next to the statue, it tells his story. Uh, it tells the story of him and all the people in his unit. Like, if you pause on that part, that, that, that frame. But is that all he's getting? Well... 
that's a perfect segue because I wanted to shout out my homie's uh, daughter, Brisa, who is a bid fan, a bid listener, one of our young listeners on the show. And they also were quite upset that Isaiah only got the yeah, like I'm not saying it wasn't good. And, 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 and I want to be very clear. Clearly, the recognition in that respect is, is very important. Having his story out there, very important. All that. Cool. But that's it. No, no dollars. No, no dollars. dollars. I understand mean, him wanting to, as he said, just stay dead so people don't come after him, but nothing. Yeah. I think that's part of stay it. Stay dead on like, paper, I mean. People said that uh, I paused and read as much of the inscription for the yeah. thing. Is, and there's nothing on there about him being killed in action. No, it doesn't say anything about... It doesn't say... As far as we can see, it doesn't say anything about his current stuff. It just talks about his history. But he, I would assume, because otherwise he very violated what Isaiah said, you know, because Isaiah was like, leave me dead. And unless there's some way that they left him dead and no one knows that, that Isaiah's still him. alive. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise he's violating, even worse than Sam has <laughs> right. been violating all through the series. But, you I'm, know. I'm just saying, give give man's, give man something else. I mean, he got a gold statue. You could have given him gold dollars, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> melt that hoe down real quick. Hey, this man. Maybe they did. I'm just saying I would like, love to see it. I, I mean, would like to, to see it. He had all them new plants. You know, he was planting new trees and shit. Like, you know. Bonsai trees and all that. Yeah. In his broke ass house, though. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, that man's house looked like good times for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Let's wind down. Sing it in the chair. When we get through Come these on, do it. characters, <laughs> we got to give everybody their props. For this ensemble cast, Isaiah mm. Bradley, played by Carl Lumley, the God. Mm. We said it before, we said it again. Give this man his Emmy now. Mm-hmm. We talked about his statue and all that stuff. Man, it, I, we, I think we both said this. Uh, I burst into tears. I, you know? I absolutely cried. At first, I had the tears when, or, or the tearing when. Sam had that conversation. Sam had his speech, and it went to Isaiah. And yeah. then Isaiah, like, it was kind of that understanding, yeah. oh. that unspoken understanding. That's oh. when I started yeah. feeling it. Yeah, and then when, that then when they went down to DC and went to the museum, and he saw that, I was definitely yeah, I crying. It. I was definitely I crying because I was just like, like I said, to get that respect and that recognition is paramount. Like for someone whose history and everything's been erased, and no one has given you that. And, and me, I'm a, I'm a respect person if you mm-hmm. do whatever else if you don't respect me it's smoke and it's like it's smoke and to have lived all this time and all this life and everything went through and at least and at least get at the very least that's why i always ask what else he's getting but at the very least get this is that made it clearly moved him mm-hmm. by the way no, he reacted yeah i lost it because uh my father was a military man you know he's in the air force and one of my favorite pictures of my father in fact is during his time in the service and he's Standing in front of uh, this row of white men, they're all in uniform, and him as well, and he's lifting this, you know, what looks like a, I don't know, some type of weight above his head. And my dad was no joke, you know, he's a strong dude. Mm. And so he's lifting this heavy weight, and he's just smiling. And everybody in the picture is smiling, but it was also one of those things, I always look at it like, damn, was my dad, like, being put on display in this picture, you know, because he was a strong-ass black man? I don't know, you know? So... The confliction that I've always had with my dad in the military service that he, you know, that he served his country and he was proud of it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it, it fucked him over like it fucks everyone over. And we've got family members going way back, you know, who are military as well. So 
that moment, you know, I say it just, you know, he reminds me so much of my father already, you know, and everything. Mm-hmm. And so that just, yeah, I, I was, I lost it, y'all. I completely yeah. lost it. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, that was, that was very heartfelt. Yeah. I also want to mention the more comedy side, uh, Isaiah will oh, humble yes. a nigga. Isaiah yes. will humble you quickly. Um, he says this line, he ain't a falcon anymore, but he's still black. He's you know, still black. Still letting, letting Sam know, don't get it twisted. And then him telling Sam, you're special, but you're no Malcolm, Martin, or Mandela. Mm-mm. Like, yeah, you're special, but I'm going to keep you humble. Relax. Yeah. <laughs> Relax. Eli Bradley, his grandson, played by Elijah Richardson, who has also appeared in When They See Us, as well as Mr. Robot. Yes, he was Mr. Robot. I mm-hmm. forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot, too. Yeah. Um, I just wonder for him, we'll be seeing more of him in the potential Young Avengers project down the line because he represents a character that we've mentioned before, Elijah Bradley, clearly the grandson of Captain America. He was not born with powers, but down the line, and I'm not talking about the first time, but now he lies, but down the line, he actually does get hurt and gets a blood transfusion from Isaiah, and that actually imbues him with super soldier-like powers. So I wonder yep. if this is going to happen some way, somehow. I don't know. The Patriot is one of those characters who I like, and I like Eli a lot, and he goes through some ill stuff. I could see it happening, but with Sam just getting, and also the name Patriot right now, I would, I don't want to. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. And And everything, by the way, everything I've said about what goes on with Eli's character is in from the comics. So who knows what they do in real life in MCU? And. I think because there's two routes with these young characters, they could either form like the champions of which Patriot wasn't a member or they could form the young Avengers. So I don't know. And I really don't, I doubt they have a series called young Avengers. I think it's trying to go different ways than what we expect. What we expect. Okay. That's yeah. Fine. Yeah. That's what I mean. I mean that's, I, and that's really what I mean when I say Marvel don't necessarily do things easy. Like they, they flip the script on us a lot of times. So when they don't, I'm like, what? So. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I want to see, I mean, we're going to see these characters. Like my favorite of all, Miss America is terming, Miss America Chavez is terming yes. up in Doctor Strange. So yes, when we've now fun. seen Eli, we're going to see Kate Bishop coming up in a Hawkeye series. So we've already seen Speed Wiccan, Kate Bishop, Patriot, uh, Miss America Chavez, Kid Loki will most probably be in the Loki series. Are we missing anybody? I'm sure. Speed Wiccan. I, oh, um, Marvel Boy. Marvel, Marvel Boy. Boy. Okay. I don't know when we're going to see him. I, right, oh, right, man. Right, I love right. me some Marvel Boy, though. Yeah. Um, We have the Falcon, Sam Wilson, the new Captain America, played by Anthony Mackie. Great. New Captain! New Captain. Like 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 Missy? Yeah. New, new Miss. What, what'd she say? New Monica. <laughs> new uh, Sam Wilson. Banner, <laughs> banner. Um, and yes, Ben, you you were trying to explain to me how that this was actually this comic was a long time ago. It really was uh, November yep. 2014. There it is. Was that all new Captain America issue one, which revealed Sam Wilson as the new Captain America? You know, the, this the com- most be, this might be the most comic after comic uh, costume that they have. Yeah, done. and this costume it? in it is a, a damn near an exact replica of it. I wasn't really feeling it. It just the translation to live action i just was like eh. it, it, it was this. too aggressively patriotic for me now what did i say last week and once again shout out to my homie's daughter brisa they had the same feeling about this how in the hell did bucky go to the wakandans <laughs> and be like yo i know you just kidding me out of wakanda but i need this favor right but that's what i said <laughs> I, I, y- y'all gonna make this suit out of vibranium right mm-hmm. they're like cool cool 
You know, it's going to be like the Falcon Wings. Y'all, y'all can, y'all can hype better. Y'all can do better. Yeah, they're like, word, word. We'll make better sense than that. All right, cool. We still with you, Falcon. I mean, Bucky. Hear the colors. Can you? Uh, I'm sure. I mean, red, white, and blue. I mean, at the end of the what'd day, what'd you say, Buck? What'd you say? Red, white, and blue. Here's the thing. Like, I here's the thing, Ben. I mm. don't like it. You don't like it. But the point is, this has to lead into the story and the consequences and understanding of Captain America, right? I know. Sam said so himself. I wear the stars and the stripes, yada yada, <laughs> so forth. Yeah. I don't like. I I just don't like the look. But it is what it is. I will say that with this suit, obviously Wakanda Tech is superior. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like he has two red wings now, or maybe one red At wing least. that that splits into two. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe blue flame jet propulsion type stuff. Who the fuck knows? It's just powerful. Powerful. The suit, as we said, is probably increasing his physical power. Uh, it's letting him tap into various communications. Like you see him. I don't know. Maybe he could do that before, but he tapped into I- Isla's um, phone when he's trying to save her from, when he's trying to get her to, to fly the helicopter. He I has, think that was through Red Wing too. Okay, sure. And then yeah. and he has these stronger protective wings. I just say they're stronger because, I mean, he shielded him and a person from a whole helicopter. So Yeah, super much stronger. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't just the shield doing that. And also they braced him. And they When they braced him in that scene, they dig into the concrete. They are definitely probably vibranium much stronger than yeah, the Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sam is also giving me extra Black Dad vibes <laughs> when... When Diego, when Diego's, first of all, I, I didn't know a helicopter of that sort could move like that. That was also, I was like, wow, okay. But when yeah. Diego, the Flag Smasher, is 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 just going off um, with this helicopter and he ends up hitting Sam, Sam falls into the Hudson. When he gets out, he goes, boy, you just earned this ass whooping. <laughs> and again, I mean, that's very that black 80s. dad. Very, very 80s, black dad. Very black dad. And also, that's Action Jackson, bad 80s black man oh, dialogue in a film. Okay. Like, Action Jackson is the Carl Weathers starring uh, oh, movie of the 80s. Oh, that's what that's from? Yeah, well, no, that line is not from there. Oh. But Action Jackson had such lines as when he shot a grenade launcher at a man and he shot it in his ribs. He said, how do you like your ribs? And then shoots him with a grenade launcher in the ribs. You know, it's that. Or my favorite Action Jackson line of all time. The police uh, sergeant's chewing him out for how he took this dude down. He's like, right. you could have torn that darn boy's arm off. Turns to him. I guess. So, he had a spare. I, 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 don't, I can't say that. You know, I'm, I'm glad I was too young for all that. But uh, I'm, I'm good. Look, just go watch Commando. <laughs> I didn't say Adson Jackson was good. I said Commando is, you know, the epitome of classic eight bad 80s lines. You all know, right. no. Adson right. Jackson is terrible. But it has those moments, you know, it's, you will cry laughing, you know, at it because it's yeah. so bad. Even I cried back then. It's so, yeah. call what is, you know, shout out to them dogs. Shout out to my man, Sebastian yeah. Stan, a.k.a. the Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes, yeah. James Buchanan, the White Wolf or the White Panther. <laughs> uh, he completes his apology tour and he does precisely what I did not want him to do and tells Yori the truth. I'm glad that they didn't show Yori forgive him or whether he even forgave him because that was he a didn't. problem I have. Like, I don't, especially when it comes to people of color, like, mm-hmm. I don't like when, like, the white person's like, oh, you know, basically makes, just makes it even worse for them and then they they ultimately forgive them. Like, i just happy that didn't happen. But I still also didn't want that pain on him, but also it, it's kind of a closure mm-hmm. point, right? Because this brings me to that next question or next point that this is a contrast to what John mm-hmm. Walker did. And I, mm-hmm. I, I admit it to that, Ben. This is a contrast to what John Walker did 
in lying to Lamar's family about taking out Lamar's killer. Because you have to ask yourself, is it better to tell the truth? And yes, you're going to bring pain, but you bring real closure. Or do you lie to ease some pain, but you bring kind of fake closure? I mean, that that's a tough one. But at the same time, you know, Carly's dead. So, you know. Not by his hand. Yeah, but why does it have to be by his I, Only because like, he lied and said that he did it. My thing is, it's not that it has to be by Absolutely not. Yeah, but don't yeah. lie and say all that stuff. Because my thing is, and why I say fake closure, because if somehow, say Carly was alive and somehow it got yeah. out, then what? Then the family's going to be even more upset. But once again, this dude was trying to kill John, right? John killed him. Okay? If Nico wasn't trying to yes, kill John? Yes, he was. He, you mean when they were I, fighting? Yes, he's holding John so Carly can stab him. Like I, I'm like people do not understand what is going on in a fight, or what <laughs> happened, or or Carly said I'm going to kill. I just said this earlier in the episode, so I'm I'm sorry I'm getting no, out no, excited. No, no, that's fine. No, but I, but I, let just, me, I, I, I let definitely me, forgot about no, that me, part. I, okay, I know everyone does, and let me reiterate what happens. Nico holds John. Carly rushes at him, trying to bury the knife. I would assume in his head and kill him. Okay. And Nico is holding him up like this so he can do nothing. If that had been Lamar, Lamar would be dead. If that, if John had been dead right then, Lamar would have gone to their family like, yo, I'm going to get the people who did this. But and that would have been said, all of these get, motherfuckers. Lamar saying I'm going to get versus John saying I got. He still lied at the end of the day. That's all I'm talking about. I mean... I'm talking potato, about the potato. lies. The lies. The potato, lies. That's potato. what I'm talking about. Oh, oh, so, you know, I'm talking about the ones Bucky told them. We, we ain't going to talk about those? Mm. We do mm. talk about them. You wouldn't not, let us not, not talk enough. about them. Not enough. And, and, and see, I'm not even having to go back to his Tony Stark murders and all that. I'm talking about in this series when he's a free-willed man and this man made friends with this dude. And then at the end, it's like this half a second moment of Yuri looking like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. And then Bucky walks out. And then five seconds later, Bucky's showing up dancing, looking smooth at the barbecue. It's like such a joke, dog. Well, and I love Bucky, too. But again, we got to keep I, it real. I agree in that part. Of it. I just could have done without. I, 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 I just, that was just foul. This, the whole Yori thing foul. was foul. It was foul. That said, you did bring up a point that I wanted to mention. My boy got invited to the cookout. <laughs> Your boy. <laughs> I, never once, I never once called John Walker my boy. <laughs> Jamie my Lannister boy. is my boy. Well, yes. well I know. Problematic. But anyway. But hey. Yeah, Bucky <laughs> got invited to the cookout, literally, and he brought a Walmart cake. Did you notice? I, oh, the, no. I, he brought the I cake. Just love, kind of cake in that loud-ass plastic container first, that you I love him, him throwing the punches with the boys. You know, that was great. <laughs> but Bucky's slide up to the table with the cake. <laughs> Was like I, I can't even lie. I was he's, I was on he it. Slid up to like the that table. man was so smooth he with the slide up to in the front table. Of Sarah and them when he was holding Smiling, the ball for kids or whatever with his arm. I'm gonna dig you out tonight, girl. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, not no, no. Because I just heard what you just said. No, no. <laughs> Look, that's a done deal. No, that man is Uncle Buck. Okay. Um. <laughs> Maybe Bucky now finally understands that you can't be doing things on the basis of making yourself feel better because he finally stops kicking in on Wednesdays with Yuri. He's I mean, he got no choice. Out of window no, like, Yuri stopped kicking on Wednesdays. Whatever. The point is, it, it would have kept on going. Yeah. And it shouldn't have been happening in the first place. Whatever. Shouldn't have been happening. But that's yeah. why, I mean, even the shorty, I can't remember her name because she gets no you know, love either. But the, oh, fact yeah. that, the fact that she 
looks over and is like kind of like, ah, it's all right, Buck, you know. But she don't know. Look. Well, for we know, she don't know what happened. But she don't she know the story that, behind Bucky. But she knows that Bucky kind of just stopped coming in there with mans. And I'm sure at some point you're going to be, you know, someone's going to ask. She's going to like, did I kill my son? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what Ooh. would you say? <laughs> That's not something you just say casually, like, oh, Facts, by but, the way. But when you're an old man and you're tired as fuck, you're going to oh, let yeah. people know, like. That's the way. Oh, that's why I don't fuck with him no more. Yeah. <laughs> I just listen. That is a wild conversation. Like maybe like just, damn, I don't I think I that's gonna happen. I just thought that you know maybe he didn't maybe he moved. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Zemo, the guy, the guy you love to hate, Ben. I don't want to say hate, but but, no, but, but you have a, it, you have a, it, you have a issue with how people it's, love him. It's it's not that's the thing. I love all these characters. I think they're all amazing. Bucky is one of my favorite characters. I think Sebastian Stan is acting his ass off yeah. from the moment he was cast to every. Like I say, yeah, that, that man slides. You don't hate him. I, just that man slides to the table with so. It's just how people, how you have a problem with how people love him without consequence. Like, it's just yes, like they don't think about with, the stuff yeah, he's done. Yeah, they don't think about the fact. Zemo is the perfect example of the Joker in um, The Dark Knight when he's like, if I blow up a school bus full of children, everybody wilds out. But if I blow up four flash smashers <laughs> and then lay back in my bed like the Mac, everybody's just be like, yeah! You know? And it's that's just all there's to it. But. When Captain America, I mean, I capped when U.S. agent kills some man with a shield, everybody wilds out. But when I blow up, you know, blow them up. He ain't need to do all that. But again, <laughs> and you're right. Perhaps if it was done in a different context, people wouldn't be saying what they had to say about John. But John yeah. did. John shouldn't have did it like that. I guess, and that's, and I guess that's the dirty part about it. You can say that. Well, if you didn't do it like that, would you be okay with it? Yeah, but neither should have Zemo. And that's my point. It's like people are accepting of certain things when they shouldn't be. Like you should mm. not, if, if you're not accepting of John killing this man like that, you damn sure should not be accepting, you know, and Zemo. probably applauding, which most people I'm sure were like, yeah, except for people who love cheekbones, right. you know. Well, me, I, was, I, go ahead. I told you I rolled, you know, like as soon <laughs> as they, shut, oh my God, as soon as he shut the door and he was like. Cause I went when when first, I was just like everybody when he was like you know one more people I was like oh damn she got people everywhere but then it was just something about the way the car pulled off I was like oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well Zemo played by Daniel Bruhl another person who did a fantastic yeah. job and I I didn't applaud when he did what he did I actually was like damn because I didn't yeah. expect that I was laughing but we still see <laughs> when we see he's still pulling the strings even from the raft. He claims he's going to let Bucky live, but who knows that the truth? And I don't know if he knows that John is a super soldier now. Is, that, is he going to go after John, too? Like, what's going to happen? Is that going to be John's new nemesis as, or new old nemesis as well? Um, but also, the question remains, is his old-ass butler blowing up people now? Yes. Osnick? So who's... Okay, so who's more lethal? Osnick, Zemo's butler, or Alfred Batman's butler? Uh, I would also or throw Osnick. in... I would also throw in Kobayashi, uh, the lawyer for um, Kaiser Soze. Okay. And Usual Suspects because, yeah, he's right up there. Okay. And out of the three, I'm going to go Alfred, Kobayashi, Ozenik. Ozenik, okay. Ozenik's just carrying out orders, whereas Alfred would yeah, come up yeah, with Al the idea. Yeah, no, Alfred will shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> if you're doing Alfred from uh, the, Fox, the Fox show, remember Ooh, the Fox show? Yeah, that he, man ain't he, no punk. He, he, no, there's some Alfred, like Jim Lee Alfred, where he was like 
a member of the Royal, British Royal Army and a ass whipper. You know, you know, Jim yeah. Lee draw everybody like they, you know, cut the fuck up. So his Alfred was no joke. No, them Brits be putting it in, getting it in. Yeah. So, uh, so Alfred's my number one butler murderer, definitely. Yeah. You, you know, they murdered Alfred in the comic recently. I think he's dead right now, yo. Well, he's died before, right? No, not he like that. that then, well, that, regardless of how, then, hasn't he died before in the animation before? <laughs> I don't think so. Not like this. Like, it's weird that Alfred's dead. You know, like, when, when uh-huh. I read the issue and they killed him, I was like... Well, that's no longer... That's spoiled for somebody. <laughs> it's years old at this point. Okay. You know, shit. We, yeah. we talked a lot about Sharon Carter, the power broker, Agent 13, played by Emily Van Camp. Excuse me. Um, all right, she's the power broker. <laughs> Yo, it, what else can we say about her? She's a double agent, basically. Like she mm-hmm. again, I'm not like you said. I'm not sure what her ultimate plan is. Like she frees Betrock and basically enables him to help Carly. So so and and by way of that, Betrock is off to get his revenge. But she's also helping Sam and Bucky against yep. the Flag Smasher. So it's just like, what exactly are you doing? You know, after she gets her pardon, as I mentioned, she does her evil head tilt and she gets her goons in Madripoor to to do the power broker shenanigans. Um, was Sharon right? You know, she she ultimately killed Carly, and and Zemo said the only way to stop Carly was to kill her because Carly yep. would have kept going, and Carly was really about to shoot Sam. Definitely. So Sharon, in that point, was definitely right. I mean, to me, I thought that whole three way standoff was hilarious, though, <laughs> and. Especially how Batrot just falls out of, you know, the shot like dead. Like, that and, was. And this is what you said. Once again, we called it. You, Ben, I mean, you called it. Last last episode, you yeah. said, but you said RIP to Batrock because <laughs> you said he's no way he's surviving this last bout. And he don't. He gets shot by Sharon. Just, like I said, it was just too many forces that could easily kill him he, in he this fight. He got shot by Sharon for being an idiot. And at the end of the day, Carly four got. Four times as much. Why did you say four and not five? Like, and then really? at the end of the day, Carly gets shot by Sharon for being an idiot. So, it, I mean, you know, Sharon's good at shooting idiots. Why four and not five times as much? I just don't get that one. What you like, mean? When he's like, now you pay me four times oh. as much. <laughs> I, <laughs> he's an idiot. Is that what they're saying? Like, I. You could have said fifty times as much. You yeah, know, yeah. who cares? Uh, just on Carly, I thought it was hilarious when she was having this conversation with her Flag Smasher friends. And she was like, yo, we don't even have to be alive at this point. The movement's cool. We're going to kill all these people. Da, 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 da. And you saw their faces when she started going off that track. They were <laughs> looking at her like, kill all these people. They were looking at her like, who is we? Yeah. And they was very hesitant to do the whole Flag Smasher's call and response. <laughs> <laughs> like she was like one world, you know, and then they didn't say nothing for a hot second. Yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh. And then she was like one world, <laughs> like right. y'all not with me. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Uh, Is she uh, with me? Uh, Carly Morgenthau played by Aaron Kellyman and George's Batroc played by George's Saint Pierre. Mm. Uh, the Flag Smashers, I know you don't care about them, but I gotta pick them up. Desmond Kane, who you call Cheekbones, he was played. Shout out to Cheekbones, R.I.P. He did an amazing job there. Uh, he played on the Shannara Chronicles, amongst other things. Uh, shout out to India Busey or Boosie. She played Dee Dee. She was actually, for all my P Valley fans, including myself, she played Blue Cinnamon there. Uh, there shout out to Dan- Danny Deet or Det. She played Gigi. Uh, she actually loves to play. She plays mostly cops and officers and stuff. She was on our favorite show, Raising Dion. Mom! Mom! Uh, <laughs> and shout out <laughs> 
to Tyler Dean Flores, who played Diego, who was also on When They See Us, um, just like Eli- Elijah Richardson was. Uh, as we see, we they get or they try to get sent to the raft, but they don't make it halfway there because they get blown. They don't make it down the block, dog. Now here's the thing: I, did Diego actually die? Because I kept watching that scene and I can't account for him. Like I see the three Didi, Gigi, and Dovich mm. in there, but I don't see Diego. And then is that Diego was, still in the river at this point? Well, I don't know because that was right after they the guy told Sam to go fish him out. So I don't yeah. know what the but. I don't know what the time frame is. Is it immediately that they throw him in a transport to take him to the raft? Or is I it- mean, this episode's time frame is ridiculous because yeah. Sam gets from New Orleans to New York in like five minutes. Yeah. So that's, you know, we're, we're, we're ignoring that for now. But yeah, there's a lot. Uh, what's the name? Gets from Madripoor in five minutes as well. Yeah. Yeah. John Walker. I won't call him. Diego better. Let, let, me, let, me, let me clear this up. Oh. Um, Diego better be dead because, like, the <laughs> point, like, Why? I don't want to see the revenge of Diego. I don't want to see the revenge of Dovich, cheekbones. I mean, do we even no- know if the movement, if the movement's still alive or not? Like, when that, co- I don't know if that cop was in on the the transfer getting blown up because he he says one word on people <laughs> and closes the door. That'd be even is funnier he in if on he it is or not. That'd be- That'd be even better if he was in on it. Like, if he was like, like he said, I'm gonna use your line and kill you with it. Like, <laughs> that's cold. I don't know. Killing them softly, baby. I don't know. <laughs> They're like, yeah, one world, one people. I, I don't know. <laughs> but John Walker, going to John Walker. I won't call him Captain Confederate anymore, but I'm still going to call you. him Great Value Cap. As, That's fine. As, or what you say, Costco Cap. Costco Cap. Also, Alliteration all the time. Now known as U.S. Agent. That's what he's, his character is in the comics as well. Played I mean, by, U.S. Agent's such a terrible name. It, it is, does, you don't, but you he don't loves need to, it. He I know, but you don't, shit up. You don't need to see, say Castro Cap because U.S. agent is so bad that it yeah, just, it you, know, you say that. <laughs> Played by Wyatt Russell, who did an amazing job with his acting. I know your favorite character on the show. I, I, I it's your favorite I character so. on the show, Ben. It's okay, just saying. Yeah, I like. I, I just like. I thought he did. You know, like you said, I thought Russell did great acting. I thought he was well written. I've seen some people complain that his turn was too quick. But at the same time, I don't think his turn was that much. You know, I feel it like wasn't he was always. Yeah, I feel like he, you know, he was always wanted to do the right thing. He just killed somebody. Like once again, we, we label people murderers, terrorists, stuff, but he's not a murderer. He killed somebody in that moment. You but know, you like said he's a soldier, and soldiers are murderers. Didn't you not say that? Oh well, in that case, then <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, he's murdered a lot of people. So I you know, if you want honest, Ben, I mean, murderish. You know, I think <laughs> <laughs> like blackish, murderish, yeah, mixedish. <laughs> Murderish, okay. you know. Murderish, <laughs> voice. okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tribal right. voice. We, yeah. we, we, but, but yeah. In his turn, his, his. I don't even want. It's not even really a, a face turn, but he has a half face turn. But he, you see him during that part where he decides to save the hostages. He throws away his makeshift paper mache mm-hmm. shield, and to me, it's kind of representative of him letting a little bit anyway, yep. letting go of his obsession with that mantle of Captain America. Yeah. At this point, mm-hmm. this is the most heroic, heroic choice for him to do. And in the wake of the paper mache shield comes the true shield, the true cap, Sam Wilson, when he rises to the occasion. Yeah, and that was, that was so dope. I love that him throwing away that shield, like symbolic of him letting go. And even that little head nod when Sam is giving his speech and he's like, millions of people are going to hate me for it. And John is like, oh, I was one of those millions. 
I got I got a swallow. No, it's more like, oh, I got a swallow that. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. You know, I was yeah, I was an asshole. You know? Yeah, we we do see him go full US agent because he gets the replica suit. I, love, I just love how he did that. Like, he gets the replica suit from the it's, comics. It's, it's black. <laughs> from my girl Valentina. He is stoked to be back. Yes. And I'm highly back. likely he's highly likely to reappear in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um and and again, like I said, I I don't dislike him so much as I did in the beginning, but he just makes me laugh because I just found him finding him to be a big clown. Um, and also, is he mentally unstable at this point? Because I saw him doing a lot of ticks and 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 you know yes. having headaches and all this other stuff. Yes, He's my man has post traumatic, you know, post traumatic stress disorder, all kind of other things. Okay, but like yes. actively, okay. And yeah. also, just to make this point, his wife is a huge enabler, like Lamar. I mean, she's his wife. She's still an enabler. Like, as your wife, don't you also want to... Yes, you're supposed to stick with your man, but aren't you also supposed to be like, yo, maybe at certain times, like, maybe we got to think about this? Maybe, but like I said, I keep thinking people, like, put this, like, because John killed a person who was, you know, five minutes before trying to kill him, who was had a hand in killing his friend, when, like, when Falcon is over here, do-do-doing people away, <laughs> it's like suddenly... You know, his wife is an enabler now. Like not suddenly. Well, like she's she's I know she's been. been there, but what does that make Sarah? Go out and kill people, you know, Sam. It's basically what she's saying all the time. I don't you know her that's saying what I mean, that or even basically saying that. But she's saying that. go out and be a hero and Sam's way of being a hero, do 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 it people away. <laughs> like that's I mean it's so uh, funny what we how we how we like a, But Ben, you gotta you gotta at least just a, granted you, you I have think points, it's because but Nico is admit- white looking. That's my other problem no. with it. Maybe, I think it's a big part of it. It could be a part of it, but also, Ben, I just want you to... Just the one part I want you to admit is mm-hmm. that the lines are blurred. Like, it's not... And I know you know this, but it's not cut and dry. Yes. So when you keep and talking I, about, well, I, what about this guy? What about that guy? I'm like, but Ben, the line... There's but see, blurry what, lines there. And that's my point, Tatiana. And that's what I feel like people are not understanding. Okay. That is my point this whole time. The lines are blurry. Stop putting John into a box when you don't put the rest of these characters okay. in a box. That's absolutely fair. That's my point. The lines are always blurry. Sam considered do do do. Iron Man can turn and blow up dozens of brown people in his first movie, and we cheer. You know what I mean? We well, cheer. I wasn't cheering him doing that, but okay. We were though, and I was in the theater. I remember, you know. Oh, you was with me. Or, no, I was. <laughs> no. I was. I, I That's what I mean. Personally, yeah. you saying we as as general? No, I mean audience. me personally. I mean we as a general audience. Yeah. We. I love Steve Rogers. But I keep making the point of what a Captain America means, both in our world and in the MCU. Facts. In the MCU, would be insane. I can't even imagine. But in our world, it's still pretty bad. And it's really bad that we all suck up to that idea of Captain America and are all like, yay, Steve! And we don't question it. Mm-hmm. You know, and what it's doing out here. Bless you. That's what I mean. Thank so you. that's what I'm always trying to point out. It's not like I'm just sitting here, oh my God, I love me some John This man is... But wild, I said that from the jump. He's very capable. He's, you know, probably was the star of his high school, had all the, you know, mm-hmm. had a black girlfriend, you know, white quarterback, probably all that great stuff. Never had a problem. When you're in a small town, you're the biggest fish. And then he got into the NBA or the NFL. And he's like, shit. <laughs> the NBA. Like, like, and like everybody says in the NFL or the NBA, these guys all move so much faster than they did on TV. And that's what happened to him. He was like, yo, I can be capped. Fuck. Okay, that's a they great weren't analogy. even super soldiers. That's now that 
I think is the most resonant analogy you've made when it's come to where John came from to where he yeah, is in he's now. Like, I, and I said that on the first episode, though. That's what I mean. People didn't miss that. I you said, said the NFL exact, analogy? Yes. Oh, I missed exact, it. I said he was <laughs> a very, I said, I said he was a super capable person. He was probably at the small town where he was the man, you know, and he was like, I can be Cap. Because that's exactly what happened in the comics. He was like, I can be Cap. I can be Cap. And then when they gave him Cap, he was like, fuck. I am not this Steve Rogers. Yeah, it's different. And that's like what every, you know, these dudes be the superstar of their small town. Or even they'll be in New York. They'll be the, you know, biggest player in the state. And then they get to the NBA and they're like, yo. Because everyone in the NBA was the biggest player in their state. You know what I mean? So mm. they're like, yo, these guys is quick. You know, I wasn't ready for all that. And they got to relearn it. And that's the same thing with this dude. Mm-hmm. And that's why I mean, mean, we forgive our, our, all these other heroes. And but for you know, and I and I get it. I'm not let's say I'm not sticking up for John. I'm just making the point that all of these people have nuance. And it's wild to me how we stick up for Tony when to me Tony is worse. Like easily. I mean, by it's not even like in the same league. You know what I mean? Like it's ridiculous what Tony's done compared to what John Walker's done. Shout out to Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who plays Contessa yes. Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, also known as Agent 14 in the comics. She, I find her hilarious. She reminds oh, me of Q, so from, Q from Star Trek The Next Generation. Mm. She's, 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 in, like, she's very duplicitous, and she likes to fuck around, manipulate people. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if she's actually uh, affiliated with the government. You think she is? And, and, like, yes. And, and I don't see her as a villain, but I, she's just, she operates in that gray area. Yeah, definitely a gray area, like the black ops part of the government. The government mm. that don't have a budget. Oh. You know, that type people. of stuff. Yeah, that's definitely her. But the big clue to this is the fact that she uses an iPhone. And iPhone, Apple will uh, historically not let characters who are villains or considered a villain. Have an iPhone. You, which was the big hint towards Sharon being the villain because she, she did not have, have an iPhone. iPhone. Right. Oh, that's so true. They do say that in their marketing yeah, branding guidelines. So yeah, so that's how you know for sure that she's not a villain. Yeah, uh, wow. Valentina. Or at least not yet in this story, she isn't. That's but that's that's how up. they can but, get. But you know that's effed up by Apple because they know how people be treating people with Android phones, trying to say like, <laughs> oh, you got that green bubble, I can't fuck with you, and da 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 da. So you trying what you trying to say like if you don't if you if you got an Android, you evil. Like what they trying to say? <laughs> Apple, what you Steve? Not not Steve, but 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 Tim. Hey, you know, I don't know. Timothy you Cook? Know. What do you, what do you say? <laughs> I don't know. I, you know. But, right. yeah, so I think at this point for this storyline, you know, she can be considered in that gray area at the very least. But I think as time goes on, it's going to be her, maybe Thunderbolt Ross forming the Thunderbolts or some type of version of them with John. But, I mean, a team and John and Zemo would be great. Also, real quick, I love that in this episode... Bucky was always a Bucky to a Captain America. Mm. Like, he runs off with John, and then he teams up with Sam. So he's always playing oh, yeah. that Bucky role to, he's you know, He's always playing captains. the Bucky role with whoever he, the, the sidekick yeah. role with whoever always, he ends up with. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride, you know. <laughs> but he chooses. <laughs> don't make it like it's a sad story for him no because this man still missed to steal your girl so don't act like you know yeah. he might he might be the bridesmaid and then you show up at the wedding and you know my man driving off <laughs> oh my god Lamar Battlestar played by Clay Bennett still rest don't have peace. an emoji on Twitter rest in peace and power to you, you uh, to, to Lamar 
Um, I I don't know what else to say about Lamar. Like, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> Still don't have an emoji. Still don't have that shape will. up. Like, it is what it Ugh. is. Uh, yeah. Sarah, yeah. played by Adapero Oduye. Oduye, and I'm, apologies for my pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we said it before. She's going to date Bucky now. I mean, she clearly took a liking to him a little bit. Um, nah, I don't know about date, you know. I don't know. She she I let it, you know, once yeah. or twice. Keep yeah. it moving. Uh, Whenever Wa- he's in town, you know, he can come through. Joaquin Torres, known as Torres, played by Danny Ramirez. As we mentioned previously in the comics, his character, it's a weird way it happens, but his character becomes the new Falcon. Um, in this case, is he going to rebuild the old wings that Sam basically left him and become Falcon? Um, ben, you say that you think he's repairing it in the last shot. It seems to be that he's repairing him in the last shot. And I think that'll be a ways away if we ever see that. But, you know, it's just kind of cute yeah. little, like, yeah. 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 And finally, finishing up in our Easter eggs, inspiration, and music, one of the reporters asked Sam if his new name is Captain Falcon, which I found hilarious because that's actually a name of a Smash Brothers character in Nintendo. Did not And notice. also from the game F-Zero. That's actually one of my mains when I play Smash Brothers. So, Falcon nice. Punch. There you go. And lastly, that talking about music, they actually, I, I, I love the cookout scene. I thought it was cute. It was very for mm-hmm. real, especially again with that Walmart cake. But during that cookout shrimp fest in Delacroix, Louisiana, the song On and On by Curtis Harding plays. It's from 2017. And the lyrics and the chorus and the verse is very indicative of Sam's path forward. It talks about, I'm going to keep rolling on no matter what the world may do. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going no matter what you say. It's actually a really good song. I really enjoyed listening to it. Anything else, Ben? I mean, Ooh. oh man, I I I was looking through my little bit of notes of anything that was not said. Oh, the flat smashers because other people pointed at us out when they're using the smoke grenades. They resemble the same grenades that the Green Goblin used. That's the kind of weird little connections that yeah. people make well, on Sharon's a lot of... Sharon's Mercury Vapor Grenade did, too. Yeah, I mean, that's the kind of connections that people make on these other podcasts. I don't give a fuck, because who cares? That's, like, so... <laughs> like, honestly, I know. I mean, I'll just be honest. Like, that's not what we do on Views from the nah, 646. Nah. No, I it's mean, like that, when it makes sense, too, we when will, When it makes but... sense, but that's just reaching outrageously. Like, the green... Like, oh, suddenly the green guy... And remember back then? Oh, yeah, that was my grenades. No, they're not going to do that. that. That'd be so silly, yeah. you know? Um, no, I don't. You got I think everything? That's it. Yes. I think that's it. I, I did want to shout out the woman who looked like, I called her fake uh, Hall when she handed Bucky the phone. Oh, fake who? Fake Hall because she looked like the Hall sibling. Yeah, she looked like Maggie to oh, me. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I went with fake Hall for that one. Is she going to pop out later? Because she was clearly. No, once again. See, that's what I mean. She just met some <laughs> random person. But that's, all right. That is the interesting part. Like there are, like they, people said this too. They we don't get to see anybody mourning for Carly, who is a big figure to a lot of people. And also, a lot. We didn't see what happened to the rest of her little pop up army that she got like, together. You see the flag smashers masks at least in this one scene. Some masks being thrown down, to, not thrown down the ground, but they're on the ground. People walking away from it to try to signify yeah. that some people have given up the cause. But we know everyone has not given up the movement. There's some going to be, and that's what you said. You don't want to see Diego be alive and do this revenge tour, but like, what <laughs> if that is going to potentially happen? Like, we know that people all around the world, all the people helping Carly, and now, like, you think everyone's just going to drop it? No, I do. I, I like, know. Carly but is it's right like, in that respect that the movement can go on without her. 
Yes, but just like how people got over that blood on that shield really quick, I feel like they're going to get over these flash smashers really quick, too. And there's just going to be other issues that, and other threats to Marvel. You know, we do we can't say, because we do know this, this has been announced, that the Captain, of Four, Captain America 4 movie starring uh, Anthony Mackie is coming, written yes. by Malcolm Spellman. Shout out to Malcolm ah. Spellman. Congratulations, fam. And so that is coming, but I doubt the Flag Smashers are going to be the villains of Captain America 4. Okay. Well, I don't want them to. We had that story already. Yeah, that's what I mean. So yeah. I think so I think this is the end for them. Okay. This is it. Right. There'll be some maybe some mentions, you know, but like Diego or anybody else coming back, you know, their kids or somebody else <laughs> taking no, nah, no, that's some it. kill nah. bill like revenge story. Yeah, no, nah, that's no, nah, no, 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 none of that. Well, nope, moving on. That's also like, the like the flash matches are inconsequential. The flat smasher is, is inconsequential in the comics, so I can't see him being, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that is the end also of this review of this series, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Thank you, everyone, who has stuck in through us over the last six weeks. Thank you to all the new people who have joined, who have joined the fan fam, who have bought the T-shirts, who have bought the merch, who have joined the Patreon, patreon.com slash forallnerds. Uh, the lowest tier there is $2. So that $2 a month gives you access to all the extras that we give to our Patreon fam, as well as special privileges as well. Thank you to everyone who has been open-minded and listened to what we had to say, whether you agreed or disagreed. Let's have a dialogue. Let's have a conversation. Let's be civil about it. And let's respect each other too. But thank you everyone who has been joining us. Thank you to the chat as always on the Twitch, twitch.tv slash for all nerds. We've been doing it every Monday at 1 p.m. We will be back again for Loki uh, and, and some other Marvel stuff. Oh, we're going to be back next Monday at 1 p.m. We ain't done yet. Yeah, I mean, we have to be because this is when the show's coming up. But, but there's more stuff. So definitely make sure you are following us at the very least on Twitch. If you have the means, please also subscribe and join the chat because we have a lot of fun in there. Um, please follow us. I'm at Tatiana King. That's at DJ Ben Armin. I said it like, what's his face? Like, please clap. But please follow us. Um, please follow us on socials at For All Nerds. If you want to follow the main brand, you can also follow Views from the 616. It's actually called Views from 616 on the Twitters. Look at that beautiful mask Ben Armin has on. As we mentioned at the top, go to tpublic.com slash stores, the nest. Slash for all nerds to get your merch. This is absolutely beautiful. I can't wait for mine to come in. I can't wait to take pictures in it. Mm-hmm. And I, again, just salute to everyone. This is a wild ride, but I had a blast. There's going to be more. We're going to have some, some, we're working on some things. So make sure you are tuned in and locked in because we're going to announce some stuff real soon. Ben, I mean, what you got? Um, You know, I switched up. My shades to my Loki colored shades. As y'all see, I've been doing different shades for each one of our series. So these are my, you know, little Lokis. And, you know, I had to pick up the shield. A black man wearing the Stars and Stripes. As we wrap this up, man, thank y'all to everybody who joined us yet again. We will be back next Monday for another Views Day because we're not done yet. We're going to figure out something we've been thinking about doing. Recap reviews of all the MCU while we wait for Black Widow and Loki or... Maybe we'll do a Winter Soldier review with some other people, you know, some special guests and stuff to talk about the whole series, see what other people thought about it. But, you know, we'll be back. And thank y'all. Um, I love you, 3000. Love you.